0: people are following me that are that have baby businesses that have lots of kids young family that are struggling like stuff is shitty sometimes i don't have a massive following of people that have five grand hanging around to to buy a purse so that's where like authenticity is really really important and that's that trickles down to like the you know the behind the scenes of instagram too like
1: which we want to hear about
0: oh my goodness (laughs)
1: Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Herspective.
2: I just wanted to start off uh, with a quick shout out to our sponsor in Tamo Pleasurables for supporting Herspective. They offer amazing plant-based lubricants and massage oils, and their recently added diffuser oils, night moves, and strange magic. My new personal fave. They also have Moondance, a pelvic pain relief oil. And right now, you can get 20% off your order at intamopleasurables.com using coupon code HERSPECTIVE20 at checkout. As we all know, now's the time to get on that order, so enjoy. And we're back with another social
1: distanced episode, (laughs) FaceTiming.
2: We are FaceTiming, so at least we have, I say that every time, like, thank God I can at least see you, but God, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah, we're over it. We're yeah. really,
1: really, really over it.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think we're all that much closer to getting into our car and doing our episodes that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, here. I think
2: the next one has to be. Yeah, I agree. But you know,
1: speaking of social distancing, Easter was last week, or I guess two weeks so ago weird. when this
2: comes out, and that was a different experience. Yeah. Well, we didn't have any family, obviously. Um, over which is weird, and we ended up not even doing a turkey or a ham. We did like a cottage roll, which was delicious, but still super different.
1: <laughs> yeah, we it was just
2: me, Justin,
1: and the kids, and I did a ham, but a huge fucking ham because they don't <laughs> smell. They don't smell. They don't sell spiral hams like for a four person no meal. No. they
2: sell it so for you had a giant family. But that's the best part because that means ham sandwiches ham and eggs, ham, everything. Leftover yeah. city. Well, I was laughing cause I was like being like the
1: Bubba Gump, uh, type thing when I was like, Oh, we're going to have ham soup and hams. <laughs> <laughs> ham dogs, hamburgers.
2: <laughs> but it's true. And I, that's the best part about when you have those big meals is the leftovers. And then, but then it's hilarious. Cause after like, three days you're, you're getting really creative with the variations
1: <laughs> yeah well if it lasts that long like if it doesn't go bad before but yeah we're getting through it we're getting through it
2: that's hilarious <laughs> a little sick of ham yeah not gonna lie. <laughs> that's what i mean about the creativity you have to really incorporate <laughs> other flavors so it's just not so hammy <laughs> so it just
1: becomes not ham it's, anymore
2: <laughs> it's just now chicken
1: <laughs> the ham yeah. is
2: just gone oh, cool. <laughs>
1: My Cole, my youngest, thinks everything's chicken. He's like, "Mom, I can smell the chicken." I'm like, "That's a, that's a ham. That's a pig. It's, it's a different animal. Not a chicken at
2: all. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing even close to a chicken." But anyways, <laughs>
1: actually, that reminds me though. Speaking of leftovers, uh, I've been loving the memes that are out there about you know the chefs doing all their <laughs> tutorials online and it's so true though like the memes are true because you've got these incredible chefs and they're like oh you know during these quarantine times there's so much cooking you can do and get really creative you just need whatever's in your fridge or your pantry and then they pull out their like." List of things, which is like a rare quail egg for, and <laughs> salt from the Dead Sea, and just you know a little tin of caviar from some unknown. specifically from a small region yeah. in France, <laughs> and like the the cum of some mountain goat in <laughs> Libya. I don't know, especially
2: like, extracted it, in the month of May.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so funny, it's so but it's so like, true. oh, well, that doesn't really work for me because you know, like I have a fake box of KD and a banana and some arby's sauce packets from 1998
2: like well, I mean, Lauren, let's get creative what can you whip up with that that i don't i don't know nothing I don't that i want to know about <laughs> no
1: nothing um, anyone's going to eat let me tell you that much
2: <laughs> although i have been craving kd throughout this quarantine for some reason well I can't help
1: you I only have no name so no <laughs> I really can't even call it Katie it's
2: it's no name macaroni yeah <laughs> it's President's choice macaroni actually I'm pretty sure they had a good white one was yeah it... they did that's my favorite one yeah where's that I love that I love that, that, that my, ages I, I forgot about best. that um next time I stock up for my bi-weekly grocery shop I'll have to take a little gander at that instead of the KD. Well, it goes fast. That's a hot
1: commodity on the shelves these days, people just scooping up things like that.
2: So. Yeah, it's Good crazy. Luck to you. It's crazy what goes uh, fast. So obviously when I go, it's every two weeks and, you know, as least amount of time as possible. But um, the last time I went, I was craving. Um, so weird, because I guess there's so much time in the day to really think about these things. But I was craving a frozen burrito. And Ew. yeah, I know. It's, oh my God, I... <laughs> and wanted one so bad (laughs) and um but there was none left there's just like it's weird what's being taken off the shelves so quickly uh during the the quarantine i guess burritos are also a hot commodity (laughs) frozen well
1: boxed frozen and canned goods are like the things that are going first obviously and it's funny because justin bought canned peas and corn (laughs) <laughs> and he was, like, stoked about it. And I was like, I've never even eaten that in my life. Like, I don't want to eat that. And he said, no, it's so good. It's so good. And he was making dinner that night. So the vegetable side was this canned piece and corns. And I knew the kids would not eat that because I'm like, they have spoiled palates. They didn't eat this shit. He said, well, I grew up on it. Like, so he serves it. What happens? The kids don't eat it. They're like, what is this? It's so gross. I couldn't even choke it back.
2: I tried. But. It's so bad. Like, yeah. Actually, it's it so is bad. funny. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's funny what people like. Like, yes, we are in a pandemic. We're, we're in quarantine. But, like, why would you. St- like, so many of my friends have done this that are, like, stocking up. And it's like, but you've never wanted that. Like, what? Why is that the thing? Like, yeah. stock up all <laughs> of the things that you actually will eat. And. There still are fresh vegetables. There's still no That's meat. That's what I said. I'm like, we don't have to
1: resort to canned goods yet. I, we're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. It was more of a nostalgic thing for him. And he said that too. And he's like, oh, it just brings me back. And I'm like, I don't want to go
2: there. So no, thank you. <laughs> I love how it brings them back to like, was that a good memory for you? Like- <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he ate it pretty regularly.
1: That was the whole thing here but yeah. anyway the, safe to say we won't be eating it again that was a one and done scenario and let's hope uh, we're not resorting
2: to that ever
1: well different different circumstances absolutely but yeah, yeah let's stay positive on that front <laughs> um other other people trying to be positive are like similar to the chef's thing is like all these fitness people that are like oh no worries (laughs) you can stay fit at home just do this quick exercise and they're like one-handed (laughs) handstand like push-ups in this position removing clothes and putting clothes back on not really i I get that that's a challenge but like why and i'm like okay like i can do one push-up so we need to start with the basics here like what no (laughs) i can't go into the one-handed
2: wall stand. No, thanks, Not though, not the, off the. Thanks hall. for the help. Like, oh, I think I'll do an at-home workout. You pull out your yoga mat, you put on your yoga things, and then just start doing a one-handed handstand. Like... And then you just lay on your yoga mat and <laughs> with a bag of chips. With a well, I know. So obviously, at the beginning of quarantine it felt kind of like vacay mode i'm not gonna lie like at the you know at the beginning it did when we we're just at we've home we've discussed yeah and then so we i was eating a bag of chips like every day and i'm like oh god so now i'm doing yoga every day and but i'm still dealing with the repercussions and it's like ugh, why did i do that yeah. to myself i've gained like 30 pounds and the other day i was talking about how i haven't put on a pair of jeans yet I I won't like I I've, I've been I'm not I'm not even doing pants anymore. I'm just straight dresses, as you can see. I, dresses, I, dresses, not even pants. Not, I'm not even doing pants. No pants. I have not worn <laughs> no. a pair of pants. I don't even know long how long. So it's chilly. I know. No. But <laughs> when I'm working on like so, I'm doing my woodwork. If I go outside, I'll put on my work pants. And actually, oh, okay. I had an emergency uh, drive to Canadian Tire yesterday, and I wore my work pants for that, which are just... With your dress? Paint Yeah, on top. <laughs> Literally on top. So anyways, fashion is clearly just not my friend during this quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with
1: fashion. And actually, uh, that is one of the tips that I think we should share is, you know, what are we doing to kind of stay mentally sane and stay um, on top of things. And I say, wear the damn outfit. What is it doing in your closet? Like, why are you hiding it in your closet? You know, dress as though you were going to go to work, maybe. And the reason I say that is for me, like, it just makes me feel better, like makes me look, feel like I have something to, look forward to during the day. Like I'm dressed and I'm ready for the day mm-hmm. and yeah. put on the makeup. And that's why I made that post a little while back with the bright lipstick, like yeah,
2: I love put on that. the bright
1: lipstick, bring on the spring colors, like and the spring wardrobe and everything. I just think it, it goes back to what we were saying last episode. When you look good, you feel good. And right now we're, I personally am going to, into week six of this. So I need these little minor things that help just boost my energy levels and my overall vibes
2: see it's funny I love that you're you thrive better like doing yourself up um you know getting ready and and to be fair you are still on camera at at work like I am laid off but like I'm loving dressing like a three-year-old girl like (laughs) like I said no pants like it's it's great I love I'm I'm not even putting makeup on anymore like and I'm thriving. I feel better than ever.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's the, again, the most important thing, whatever works for you and whatever makes you happiest, yeah, uh, then do that because that's all that really matters at this point. If you can Although, be happy and stay happy, then be happy.
2: Yeah. Cause well, the downside to, to my approach, um, just like complete lack of doing anything is because I'm constantly FaceTiming with people. I'm always seeing myself so I'm like, oh, maybe I should put on some mascara, but then I'm like, ah, fuck it. Fuck it. But then the days that I do put on mascara or, you know, like like anything else other than a but bag dress. Um yeah, I do feel a little bit more like a human. Look at it. It's literally a bag. I have like ten of them. I love them. <laughs> You're like it, it. really, literally, is a bag. It's a bag, I and the worst part is I have like, a whole out of the garbage bag. Stained ones. So when I'm working on my my furniture, I put on my paint stain stain bag, and then I put on like my. This is a nice one. I dressed up for you. This is for Maritza. It's a good. Well, thank you. Good I appreciate thing.
1: that. <laughs> I appreciate the nice sack Still that no you list. chose yeah, today. But...
2: <laughs> the sack cost me like a hundred bucks. <laughs>
1: I'm just fully channeling the paperback princess at this point.
2: I, that's why I'm like I'm a three-year-old girl. Like this is what I wear. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn shoes or socks in in weeks and weeks. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it. You're right this in touch with I'm your hippie vibes. But I'm yeah, glad no, that no, you
1: I'm have, have a hobby shoes. outside of the podcast. Um, but the hobby is like your furniture and your uh, re what is it refinishing of furniture
2: yeah and actually this is um one way that i am like you know off the record making an alternative source of income this is something that i'm get i'm getting paid to refinish the tables i'm doing right now so uh it's kind of keeping me sane having this option
1: well i mean i've thought about that i am lucky enough to be working still but you know like times could change at any minute any day could Take the job away, and I've been thinking like, what would I do for supplemental income? And I really only have one thing on my list that I could come up with, and that's creating an OnlyFans page. Because, like, you know, I feel like I could do that maybe. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) I love how it's like, I work or I OnlyFans page. Like, (laughs) there's really only two options. (laughs) This this is it. Um, you know, Lauren, I think I would bite the bullet on that and, and sign up to see you. And does that mean that I can make requests?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think my OnlyFans page could have that option where you could ask me to, I I guess, do stuff
2: or I don't really know. (laughs) But yeah, you can. I would say, I'd be like, okay, I want you to turn around, jump three times and then bend over. Like that. Like, while naked or something? Oh, yeah. Or naked, too. Like, I'd make you earn that dough. And then I'd send you a slip <laughs> You like, e-transfer you 300 bucks.
1: <laughs> At um, this point, dollar- you're just making money off your furniture just to fund my OnlyFans page.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every cent that I get from my furniture is going to to watch you jump up there. <laughs> it's full circle. And I say, uh, money well spent, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot that'll be happening if I start jumping naked there's a lot to watch a
1: lot of moving parts
2: yeah <laughs> you know what guys would be super lucky to see that but anyways um no it's really really funny um when I was looking at our notes and and seeing you put that there I thought you meant um make a fan page as your <laughs> as your only alternative source of income I'm like, girl, you are ambitious and creative. (laughs) I applaud that. This is a straight fan page. I'm going to make myself a a fan page and give the people what they really want. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is the only part. This is just a straight fan page. (laughs) Well, (laughs) No, the best part is that's what I thought. I'm like, she's so confident. I love that. And then the best part is, what you really meant was no, an OnlyFans page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god, a I man sex anyway. sells. I, that's
1: like you know, women are lucky because they always have that option to make money, right? If if things get real rough, well, I think it's there. It's available. It's it's it yeah. is not. I mean, I got guess- off the list. In fact, it's the only thing on the list. No. (laughs) Well, it's. I don't know how supported I would be by my husband, but yeah, exactly, right.
2: You turn your home office into like a bedroom for your next line of business. (laughs) He sees your clients coming in and out. Your kids? No, (laughs) no one comes here on an OnlyFans page. It's just me by myself,
1: and a bunch of people watching and requesting things like jumping and such I feel like they would get more creative than you would have to turn that
2: room into something though or I could just use my bedroom that already exists (laughs) jump up (laughs) or that I would prefer to see you with like um, a circle bed and some like pleather walls and a disco ball if we're getting specific if we can make requests did you mind doing that for me this is your fantasy of me. Well, you better earn that paper. <laughs> yeah, you better send that money. I need a down deposit for I'm renovating. Yeah. You transfer <laughs> that shit right now. Anyways, I- Pay first. Yeah. <laughs> See me naked later. is taking a toll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I need to have more like I don't know social media clout before I could move into that guess i need to be like more influencer status
2: yeah that's that's true although you could always just change our perspective um instagram account over to your new <laughs> your new fan page take our followers and run with them
1: <laughs> yeah just ask that perspective account just change it to lauren only page <laughs> you
2: know i go to post one day and i just see it's now replaced with a bunch of nudies of you and like i'm like what <laughs>
1: That I would hope following. you assume that meant someone, like, hacked our account and then would have to put my head on a nude body because I don't have any nudes, so...
2: No, no, would be- I would be like, Lauren went and did it, did she? <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine really got the best of her. She's
1: fully she on finally- a fans yeah. page now.
2: She bit the bullet and just went for it. I'd just be like, you go, girl. Go <laughs> on with your bad self. No, no. You would no. come and rescue me and slap the shit out of me. And be like, wake <laughs> up! What are you doing? No. Be outside your house. You're like, I don't even care about quarantine. I have to save you. You've gone mental.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are a mother.
2: Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's well, don't worry. Best. I'd be already buried in the backyard if I attempted that. Justin would uh, probably have something to say about it. So. Yeah, he'd be like, you didn't even send me
2: a nudie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. Well,
1: Anyways. speaking of social clout, though, we have an awesome show today that's all yes. about influencer status and being a public figure on social media and how people, these influencers are opening their lives to everything, to people supporting them but also to trolling scrutiny criticism Uh, so there's a lot of negatives and positives and we have an awesome guest who has a decent following but isn't someone who seeks it and she kind of fell into it but works with some really major incredible brands and she's all about the positivity and only talking about and posting about brands that she believes in she uses that bring whatever to her life anything positive whether it's like a parental thing or mommy or just self-care um and she's canadian and we absolutely love her she's local and we've been following her for a long time and just love everything that she stands for and she has the most beautifully curated page uh all taken By Instagram, by her on her iPhone. So she's just absolutely fantastic. And we were really excited to chat with her. And she has a lot of incredible stuff to talk about today. And uh, she really does give us a lot of insight into her life and some of the challenges that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. see so much on people's pages but she does share that with her following and we just think it's beautiful authentic and we're grateful to be able to get some of her
2: time during these crazy times and she taught us a lot about some things which you guys will hear about um and uh you know went along with our theme of uh deconstructing stigmas and misconceptions so really really great conversation we have with her and like you said laura we totally totally love her yeah. So
1: we'd like to welcome the founder of the account us happy for Emily Weinman. Welcome to the show, Em. Thank Thanks for being you. here.
0: Yeah. Well, I need to see faces. Yeah.
2: yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we
1: all need a little, uh, I guess, some sort of human interaction. This isn't really like personal, but virtual have to do. I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, we're lucky that we have technology for this amount of connection, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no,
1: it is such a difference to be able to talk and see you guys because the last episodes that we've done, uh, we haven't been able to see our guests. So it was it's harder. But so it's so nice. Totally, that yeah. We are able to see your beautiful face and very beautiful it is. <laughs> and after this is out there, people will definitely creepy on Instagram to see if I was lying or not. (laughs) Well, now I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be. You're a public figure. That's exactly why we have you on the show today. So we want to get into all about why we have Miss Emily Weinman on the show. She is our Instagram mommy influencer. Huh. Which? What does that even really mean? <laughs> like stuff like those kind of titles are thrown around, but what do they really mean? Like, what is a mom yeah. influencer or a mommy blogger? It's horrible. Tell us what you
0: do? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I actually I loathed the word influencer for a very long time. I thought it was pretty gross. I still think it's pretty gross, um, <laughs> but I I do see where it comes from. The thing is, is that you know, it. I think it means something different to everybody and for me being an influencer if you will is like making sure that you are responsibly influencing people um so I guess it just means I don't know I guess it just means I do stuff and people are like (laughs) cool which is awesome and they're influenced by it and it's great because I feel like I'm I'm not even sure what I'm doing like minute to minute day to day so if people think that uh that I've got something going on that's that's pretty great but I think more than that it's just like I share stuff that I'm obsessed with and I've always been very honest about that I don't I don't talk about stuff that I don't love I share stuff that helps me I share stuff that makes my life easier that makes me feel better something that like I mean as a as a parent and a business owner something that gives me a little bit of self-love a little bit of self-care those types of things as well, make it in there. And I think that's why it resonates with people. And I think that's how I even kind of slipped into this whole influencer thing, because. Well, that was gonna be our next
1: question. Like, yeah, how did you get into it. Like what came first? Cause you are a mom of two, yeah. you are a business owner, you are a wife
0: and you're an influencer. So how, what, what
1: was the circle of life there?
0: Um, well, it all sort of, it started when I was pregnant, I guess. And, um, I didn't really have, so I had, I had fertility issues and I had a lot of friends that had already managed to have their kids, you know, people that were at the same stage uh, of life as we were, and they managed to kind of expedite that process and they'd already had children. And so they were already out of the gate. And we were still trying to have kids and then i have like a whole second set of friends that were nowhere near ready to have kids so i started sort of seeking out a village a little bit um our family situation is a little bit different too um and like nick lost his mom when he was 14 we don't have a lot of family that lives here uh we don't have a lot of family support we have a very loving family but like my mom and you know what i could see myself being her too in the future, she was like, Hey, uh, yeah, congratulations on your pregnancy. I'm never going to be a babysitter. And she, and she stuck to that. So it was kind of just us on our own. We had no friends that were at the exact same stage. And I started seeking out people and I started this, um, like online group for, so you started it or you joined one. I started it Okay. for like young people parents because I thought that age had everything to do with you know like-mindedness especially in parenting of like I need like young parents how old were you at the time um not, not that young <laughs> I was a con artist um I would have been like 28 20, 20 oh, okay. 28 yeah that's pretty young. That's how old I was when I had
1: my first two. So.
0: Well, the difference. So my mom had a, her third kid uh, at almost, she was 40 pretty much. And, oh wow. oh, wow. Yeah. She always said to me that it was like so difficult to um, connect with, you know, like my, my youngest brother's peers, like their parents, like she just felt really mm-hmm. disconnected from them. She was, you know, like a decade older than them. Um, or more, and she just felt really disconnected. And I love my mom. I I love her, but she, you know, I think that that had more to do with her than her age. Um, And like, I I only figured that out once I started connecting with other parents. Like, I connected better with people that, you know, came from the same place as me, that needed the same things out of life that I did. You know, I'm not gonna connect with someone because they're also 28 and having a kid, if they're like super granola and super, you know, like I, I have to connect with someone. I have to have someone that will have a glass of wine, that will swear a little bit, that will be really honest <laughs> yeah. about how shitty life and parenting can be, because yeah. like covering that part up too with like Martha Stewart perfection, like I will never connect with that person. Right, I can't. So, so you seek out
1: people that were living the same kind of lifestyle you were. Yeah, so I I
0: morphed it. At first it was like for young parents and then I was like, no, 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 this is not what I'm looking for. So (laughs) I started the group and I just wanted to find like-minded people. And um, I guess I'm kind of mouthy and I talk too much. So (laughs) it sort of morphed into me like talking about the new place that I went or, you know, I don't know, funny story about like how ridiculous my giant postpartum diaper was and like how I peed all over my bathroom oh my floor <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did that too oh, oh my god
0: it just dropped out of me <laughs> oh I it was lovely the shock of a lifetime it wasn't lovely <laughs> no I was like what have I become I have just peed all over myself no control it was terrifying. No. It
1: was
2: awful. Oh, I can't wait to
0: have, I can completely relate
1: to that story. So I
0: would have been like, I hear you sister. Yeah. And I think (laughs) that's sort of what started happening. People were like, I hear you. Oh, nobody's talked about that before. Yeah. That happened to me too. Um, I would sort of post and say, you know, I had a really shitty day and I'd post and go today I cried seven times. It's been absolute shit. So if you're out there too, hi, like you're not alone. This is really fucking hard sometimes.
1: So you were really just giving, like, realness. Like, you were just, like, I'm not going to pretend I'm in this world of rainbows and butterflies, and being a mom is just so glamorous and glorious and fulfilling and all of the good things all the time. Because, no, it's not. It's hard. Yeah. It's shitty. You feel, like, crap. You feel angry. You feel sad. You feel all the other feels, too. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're becoming a parent or, like, you're with your first- pregnancy and this is how I felt was that everybody is all about the positives you don't hear about pissing on the bathroom floor you don't hear about like uh, just all the stuff like how your nipples are like gonna dry up and crack open so brutal and And my nipples were a
0: disaster like it's just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everything was the shits. And I had gone through all these fertility struggles. So I felt like there was this like huge added pressure too for this to be like the glorious moment I've been waiting for.
2: And my mm-hmm. pregnancy
0: sucked. And my labor was brutal. I was like legitimately traumatized by my labor.
1: And then you did it again though. <laughs> I did. And
2: yeah, like, everyone seems to forget that part or else nobody would have a sibling. Eh? That's I what don't they g- say. I, don't, oh, well, I feel forget, like I didn't forget, forget it.
0: And this is the thing that I can't explain about parenthood because it is the shit. It's so stressful. It's so overwhelming. They are noisy. They are messy. They are all up in your business. Like all the time they take over everything. And it's just like all encompassing and frustrating and aggravating and beautiful and like completely like fulfilling and emotional and like this intense connection. And it's just like, how can it be all of these? It's so confusing. They can be all of these things at once, but it is. Well, and- it's
2: got to be, or else we wouldn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> because exactly. if it was all those stressful things and nobody be- would be around, <laughs> nobody would keep doing this.
0: I legitimately um, you can't, know can't explain why I had another child, but I like <laughs> had to, I needed to. Like, well, I don't want to play with my
1: first child anymore, so I'm going to
2: have yeah. another one. You know what's funny though, guys? You talk about how you, back then there wasn't this, uh, you know, like an authentic view on parenthood. And even Lauren, you had your your first son at the same time around that age. But now, and I don't have kids, but all I see from my friends is this authentic view. I think it's like everyone from like that time on kind of was sick of hearing the crap and was like, listen, there are fucking hemorrhoids. There is shit all the time. It does... It is not rainbows all the time, and that's what I hear all the time. And I am thirty one. I don't have a kid, and I'm like, I'm not even in a any rush because all I do hear is the authentic view. I know of it. we like, ruined
0: it for everybody. We're gonna have like a complete pause <laughs> on like the growth of humanity. Yes, I've Did heard we a couple it, of my.
2: Though? It's birth control for sure. I'm gonna tell you that. Like I heard a couple of my best friends. I, I heard it. Uh, the birthing process um, where I can hear like the worst guttural sound like it's hideous I'm like I'm good like I'm okay with not doing this myself yeah it's intense
1: (laughs) it's intense I mean yeah like and obviously as moms we could totally talk about all of that for a thousand hours but like I just think that like you said Jess that now you hear the realness of pregnancy and having a baby and being a new mom and all of the things i think that's awesome like i kind of wish that was my experience like mm-hmm. i i wouldn't say i learned the hard way like there was a few people like my mom was kind of real with me she was like listen you're gonna hate them sometimes yeah and and want to run away that is a gift like, oh. if you can
0: give someone yeah. that that's a huge gift because it makes, it's like you're human this is okay yeah it's yeah awesome. exactly that's and, and that's the important really, point yeah. to say
1: it's okay to not be happy oh, 100% the of the time. amount of guilt. It's okay to feel guilt for yeah. not being happy 100% of the time. It's yeah. okay to not want your children anywhere near yeah. you. Like, totally. so that is a huge, huge thing that I would have benefited from if I, re- like, if someone sat me down and was like, listen, this is what's going to happen at, at many points throughout your parenthood and I think I gave that to some of my friends because I was one of the first out of my core group to have a child and then I was like listen like you won't love anything more it's it's crippling how much you love this Mm -hmm. little thing Mm -hmm. but at the same time you will visualize like what if I just threw it out the window totally
3: (laughs)
0: Totally. and you cannot explain that to someone (laughs) before they have children without them thinking that you're certifiably insane like yeah. you can't well
2: I I don't think you guys are insane and and like I said uh, it does kind of offer um a bit of birth control but I think that's just my not my preference I'm I don't think I'm naturally inclined to want to be a mother um I think that if I had a kid I would really like my kid but I wouldn't see myself as being like a mother nature <laughs> like reincarnate it. like I'd be like hey, yeah that's great whatever but like, you know what I mean I'm not really motherly like that but I don't know if I would, and I understand why you guys wish you kind of had that because then it's like more relatable when you're going through that. But it's not, I, I don't think it's changing much. Like I hear all the craziness from you guys and the the fun stuff. I put that in air quotes, but it's just making me more freaked out than anything yeah. to actually do it. You Sorry. know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I do. I'm not sure if I want to. I, I sort know. of wish that I had had more of it because that those 10 years of, like, fertility issues, I felt like I was, like, just out of reach of, like, rainbows and unicorns. Like, I was so close. I had the most amazing husband, this, like, happy home, if you will. And I say that in major air quotes as well. But, like, you know, in my mind, I was like, we are ready. We are ready for you. Come, come to us. And that made it really, really difficult. And I I only had one person in my life that was even... A little bit honest with me and and she was it was very like subtle she would say stuff to me like you know once you have them you have them so like you, maybe you should take this time as a gift and i was like you know ah oh, screw you you don't know like i'm already there so i can't backtrack from that like how do? You, it's like telling someone we'll just like go home and relax and you you'll yeah. probably get pregnant you can't you're it's all you're thinking about Yes, but I yeah. do sort of wish I'd ha- had been like inundated with all these stories, horror stories, honestly, because I think part of me would have been able to go, you know, what? it's okay. Like, I'm really yeah. sad that I can't have a kid right now, but also like, look at all the freedom we have and like, look at, you know, yeah. and I know it wouldn't have completely taken it away, but I'm sure it would have curbed that like desperate sadness mm-hmm. and like, and like longing that, that we both felt. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, at the same time, like,
1: it's kind of great that you do talk about it now, because if there's something positive to take from it, and I, like, am happy I can do it too, is share all the realness. And like, I do not try and minimize the awesome, like, blessing, whatever you want to call it, joy gift it is to be a parent because it is it really is and I'm so grateful I have two healthy children and I had great pregnancies and easy deliveries and if you can call a delivery easy mine was easy Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um or both mine were but I think though that's something that you bring to being an influencer right
0: well and I think that's sort of how it all started because I was being very real and so You know, people, and I found that Instagram was a really nice platform too because no, no further interaction was required originally. And I know that sounds horrible, but like I could share. I love taking pictures. I I love like beautiful images. They're what kind of get me through all the shits. So I could like take a a really lovely picture, something that I wanted to remember. I could post it. I could say a little something about it, and that's usually where the honesty came in. And, and then I could just leave it and people could take it or leave it. They could choose to follow Mm -hmm. or not. And I felt almost like I could be more real there than I could in my life. Mm, And so I started.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Isn't it? I can, I can relate to that a lot, actually. So I'm actually, I don't talk about my emotions ever in my life with my husband. He's the emotional (laughs) one. I don't talk Same same on Um, this side isn't it funny like I don't I don't share how I'm feeling I don't talk about how my day went Nick even is like Instagram is your journal like if I need to know how you're doing I just need to look at your last three posts and I'm like okay got it like I'm not a sharer I'm not a weepy person I'm not an emotional person but I am on there and it's it's not anonymous anymore it's not Distant anymore. It's like there's a lot of interaction. There's a lot of engagement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, but it's changed, and it's almost like it's changed slowly enough that it hasn't bothered me, and I've al- allowed myself to continue to share on there. And people yeah, responded kind of to that the change, right? And and I started gaining followers and friendships. I know it sounds ridiculous, but like really good close friendships that some of my absolute best friends in the world are people I met through Instagram, which is,
1: I don't think that sounds ridiculous at all. I think that's actually becoming more and more normal because that is exactly where you go to find like-minded people. Yeah. You can, you can curate your friendships. Exactly. And you can filter it down to find the people that are kind of going through the same journey Mm -hmm. as you. And obviously you relate to them instantly. And if you reach out to them and say, Hey, like, I live the same life as you right now like I'd love to chat and they're probably like thank god me too yeah and I don't see why friendships can't be born out of that and I think that's another interesting thing is and that's why influencing is a thing because we are open to being influenced by some stranger on a tiny screen yeah because of things they post like because well of we're not just open to in. it
2: we like seek it out where we desire it. You know, it's, it's something that we, we want to see how, how you're living your life, especially when, and, and for you specifically, Em, like authenticity is something that kind of like is an overarching theme in your life and everything. So when you see that in somebody, it is something that you want to kind of align yourself with and kind of go with. And you know, that's the way of the world, social media, social media, those type of connections, online connections, is how everyone's kind of going forward. It's how you find your partners. Yeah. So why it's not weird that you would find a friend like that as well, especially when, like you said, you can kind of narrow it down and find like-minded people. It seems like the most logical thing. And that's going even more and more relevant considering
1: we don't know how long we're going to be cooped up in our homes. Oh, for and sure. Our, yeah. So yeah. the coronavirus is obviously majorly impacting how people socialize now because they don't have another choice really like you have to socialize over a screen or you don't socialize at
2: this point yeah
0: which is sort of of like I sort of feel like I'm an old hat in it in a way which is embarrassing to say but like I've been doing this for a few years I have all these weird online relationships I've been so busy with like um, you know, I have a neurodiverse child. I have a, a business, which is like another child with my husband. Um, we work ourselves to the bone and then I'm also doing the Instagram thing. So the amount of time that I can actually like get out and do stuff is pretty limited. Um, and so I, I've sort of been like, I've been joking with Nick how I've been like in quarantine for years. <laughs>
2: Like, I've already been doing this. Yeah, you got a lot on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> You're a busy lady. I actually want to, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about all the things you just mentioned, um, your your business that you have with your husband and your neurodiverse daughter and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But before we did, I wanted to just circle back on one more thing about the influencing life. Like, what is some of the behind the scenes stuff um, that we don't really see as people who aren't? influencers? Oh my
0: gosh. I don't even know where to start. So I guess, okay, so I hate this whole authenticity thing, but it is, it is a theme that needs to be recognized because being authentic means that you can actually influence as far as I'm concerned. Because if I'm, if I'm only talking about stuff that actually pertains to my life, that is good for me and good for my life, then that's how I'm connecting with the people that are choosing to follow me because they're choosing to follow me because they have a similar life or they have some point of connectivity. So if I start talking about like this weight loss coffee, I'm, I'm going to automatically disconnect from like a huge portion of my followers because this weight loss, what coffee? It's a thing. Oh, coffee. Seen yeah. that, The weight loss teas <laughs> yeah. and the
1: weight loss coffee. Yeah. Okay. It's like, take that. And all yeah. of a sudden you'll be a size double zero. Right?
2: Like when or the Kardashians even, hold even... it up and we're supposed to pretend they didn't get Brazilian butt lifts like that yeah. type of yeah. thing. Yeah
0: totally (laughs) or even like even something that's not as blatant like if i start um talking about like this new purse that costs five thousand dollars i'm going to disconnect from my following completely because people are following me that are that have baby businesses that have lots of kids young family that are struggling like stuff is shitty sometimes i don't have a massive following of people that have five grand hanging around to to buy a purse so that's where like authenticity is really really important and that's that trickles down to like the you know the behind the scenes of Instagram too like there's we want to hear about oh my goodness oh my goodness so I've actually been criticized before for not kind of um, going down the rabbit hole that everyone seems to to have gone down Um, when Facebook bought Instagram all of a sudden there was so much focus on engagement because they started hiding posts from followers, right? So like mm-hmm. you only get seen if you get enough engagement, if, they, if you're considered to be interesting enough to, to be seen, to be put into people's feeds. And that was in a way sort of the death of the beautiful Instagram as it was because you got to choose who you wanted to follow. You knew you were going to see everybody's posts and it was chronological and you could follow their life. And now it's kind of all over the map. You only get seen if you get enough engagement, blah, blah, So what people started doing is they started buying followers like crazy. They started buying engagement and it was, it is still considered a very, very normal practice. It's like investing in your career. You put money into your business and people are considering it just that you invest in followers, you invest in engagement and, you will get more return because you'll get more brands wanting to work for you, more content because we're wanting to work with you and work and, and more um, engagement. And so, you know, you're going to make the big bucks. It's considered, but investment. I
1: mean, isn't that investing into your, yeah, your business or your brand? I like, mean, I guess that, so. That, that is an abnormal practice. It costs money to make money. And, and for me though, Instagram, I could never, that is what happens like people pay for advertising they pay for marketing they pay for people to run their social media anything that they can find to help capitalize and bring money into their brand or their business
2: yeah and I mean that's just the thing it takes away from the authenticity of having those actual followers those actual that actual engagement when Mm -hmm. you're just buying it it's not real
1: no and I I get that to an extent it might be I just think it's not um it's not like a surprising practice, I guess.
2: Absolutely. But and when you well hear think, it, people when you- want to capitalize and monetize on everything, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. they can.
0: And when you hear it like that, when you hear it, I mean, I have, I have people that I love dearly that I know are doing it and, and I can see, I can see the merit and I have even found myself sometimes being like, Oh, am I really missing out? Like, am I screwing myself over here by not doing this? I'm all. I think the
2: double-edged sword is like if you do that, then you will get your reach out to more people. Maybe you know eventually, right? Yeah. Because people will give you more credit if you have more followers. You're more likely to be, I guess, well found first of all on Instagram. I'm not really sure how the whole social media, no, you're totally right. That's exactly it. But But
1: yeah, the double-edged sword of it is you then could lose that authenticity because people will figure it out yeah Yeah. and and when where's
0: the line right where's the line if you're Mm -hmm. buying if you're buying followers and you're buying engagement and then like are you are you reshooting all of your instagram stories are you starting to really worry about who you're reaching about like are your relationships with your following suffering because you don't even know who they are anymore and you don't know who's real or fake are you being yourself are you starting to like stray from that and that was my whole thing is that like I, I always felt like if I could just not try, I've never tried to grow my following ever. I've never put time or effort into, aside from like maybe, you know, commenting on some people's posts that I genuinely like and hoping that the engagement comes back to me. I mean, I think that's sort of natural. Um, yeah, and of I course. spend time on it. For. Yeah, that's exactly. what the platform is for. But other than that, I've never like really pushed for it. And sometimes I feel like I maybe missed an opportunity, but what I gained is I have a really loyal, loving following, mm-hmm. um, like that's reasonably sized, it's easy to manage. I have like tons of engagement with everybody, both in DM and like on my photos. And what happens there is that you like you build trust. Mm-hmm. there's a ton of trust. And I'm very honest about what I'm sharing. I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody about it. If you start asking me about something that I say I'm using, you will know in two seconds that I'm definitely using it. Um, I can tell you the good and the bad for everything. And so there, there's the, the trust is there. And it's amazing. I don't know. I sound like I'm totally patting myself on the back and I'm not trying to at all, but it's, it also makes it more enjoyable for me. Right.
2: Like, yeah, but it doesn't sound like experience. you're just patting yourself on the back. Yeah, exactly. This is your experience and, and it's and it's your approach. Some people do it differently, and I'm sure they are very happy with, with their approach. Um, but for me personally, as somebody who would be, you know, perhaps looking at your Instagram or looking at the brands um that you that you um select and everything like that, it would make a difference to me to know that I could talk to you about it. Um sometimes mm-hmm. when the influencers have, you know hundreds of thousands of followers it doesn't seem like you're an entity or a person that i can speak to well so that's the irony really too nice. like
0: um one thing that i'm exceptionally proud of and that i'm learning to be proud of because i think you you know you all uh, we uh, i've talked about this with like a million people but there's the whole like imposter syndrome or like i shouldn't be proud of myself for this type of stuff but, oh
2: we've talked about that many oh, times yeah. on yeah. the show in many it's a different thing. Yeah, with many different of our guests, like with tons of things that they do. Yeah, everyone of all the walks of life. Yeah, feel this you know what way. though,
0: because we're all female. It's like yeah. it's drilled yeah, exactly. into us from the beginning that yeah. we should not be we should not be successful, we should not. So we always feel like we are somewhere where we shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, we always are taught like. Well, I don't know if we all are because I don't think I was, but you pick it up in, in society, society yeah, life anyway sure. that you shouldn't have pride. Exactly. You shouldn't well, strive sucked. for more. Exactly. Like you should just be a happy little wife yeah. and mother yeah, and, totally. and that's what your life should be. And you should be happy with that. And obviously that is changing um, over the years. Like it's changed so much even for like our generation coming up in it, yeah. but um, totally. it's still there. And, I, oh, and there. obviously it still exists because we've all felt imposter syndrome at some point in all aspects of our life like even in relationships you're like oh am i with this person because like i deserve to be with them yeah. or like or am i just playing a part and they're i'm tricking them like you know what i mean yeah. but then of course yeah. in, any kind of career but i just wanted to quickly just jump back to um because we have so much more to get into <laughs> but how it started so you started like a it it all started on Instagram? Like that's you didn't have so a So it started or on Facebook first?
0: with the group that I made and then oh, okay. it started sliding over to Instagram and I've never had a blog. I use Instagram as a micro blog. So some of my um, comments and my um, captions will be like huge journal entries. Um, I also story a lot. And it just it grew and grew and grew and I started um, getting offered like I started getting messages and I remember the very first company that really ever contacted me with a, a long-term uh, partnership was some uh, company called Eliza Luke clothing and mm-hmm. um, they she I should say was just starting out brand new and um, always wanted to have a daughter had sons and wanted to make you know clothing for little girls that was kind of like rad Ella um, is almost eight and so sh- that was like just the very beginning of when clothes for kids were actually starting to look like normal clothes <laughs> like they, they didn't all have like you know ponies and stuff on them plaid and
2: dresses <laughs> why was I always dressed in plaid dresses
0: I know what a <laughs>
2: and all my cousins we all matched for yeah, some reason totally
0: <laughs> or sailor suits
2: like yeah that. What the fuck is that? I have no fucking idea. It's terrible. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> um, and so she she
0: was doing like you know like pleather pants and like really cool like just really cool stuff. Anyway, so she reached out and we started this partnership. And Ella was like the cutest little baby ever. And there's so much criticism that people throw out there for putting your kids online, and I've heard it and I felt the pangs of guilt about it, but. I longed for this baby for bloody ever she came out this sparkly little gem and yeah I'm gonna frickin share her I thought she was the cutest thing ever I could not stop taking pictures of this kid so it just so between me being brutally honest and plastering the internet with pictures of my children (laughs) haha going against all good mommy judgment. <laughs> uh, people just started it kind of it started picking up and then people contact me and contact me and contact me and I've actually never reached out really for a collaboration. I mean I like I wrote Fawn Design when they came out with their Schnazzy diaper bags and was like, Hi, <laughs> I really like your diaper bag and they sent me one. Um and like <laughs> i struck up a few conversations with brands and it's led to something but I don't it, I don't really I don't really reach out and it's grown that's and secret. grown and grown and like I'm so lucky and that's what I was saying the one thing that I'm actually really proud of is that I have really big brand partnerships I have long-term big brand partnerships and um and and it's it's interesting because I don't have a massive following and I've had feedback from them saying that of all of the influencers that they worked with, some with you know fifty thousand, hundred thousand followers, um, the return on you know my um, my campaign was the most intense or the most successful, and that I think that's something to be super proud of. But I also think that comes straight from what we were talking about—the authenticity and being real. For sure, absolutely. Because that to tell means you. that
1: you're. Uh, your following is completely trusting of what you do and what you say and believes in the same things that you believe in. So they feel like, okay, that's my testimonial for this product or service or whatever. And that's what I needed before I was going to take the next step into making any kind of purchase, and especially when. And I think being a mommy influencer is sort of different in that regard because when you are working with brands that are maybe specific to kids or ch- like childcare or parenting, what whatever falls under that umbrella, that's a those decisions are hard to make because if it's like any kind of cream or. Yeah. Uh, food or whatever, we're all as moms, we're like, Oh my God, is that the right thing? Is that the terrifying. right ingredients? Like, I don't yeah. know. And is the market is them-
0: saturated too. right? Yeah.
1: Oh, exactly. And how do you yeah. weed through that? So yeah. that is when like a mommy influencer comes in and if they are seeming to be like trustworthy and authentic, you're like, oh, thank God, I feel like I can trust that they have researched this brand, that they genuinely use it and enjoy it and feel like it's good for their kids or themselves. And that was sort of the checkmark I needed to then choose whatever brand it is, because maybe you're like dealing with like 16 different brands and you're like I don't know which one's the right one I wish someone could just tell me and that's what it yeah. kind of yeah. comes down to is you're like I just want someone to just tell me what to do at but this that's point. how it is for
2: most things like I hate trying to find you know for example a new moisturizer yeah. or face care I I fucking hate it because you can't rely on any sort of marketing when it comes to that like, It's CeraVe it makes- by the way the best
0: moisturizer is CeraVe
2: <laughs> see i like i would there trust you your, your word of mouth right now because your skin looks phenomenal but oh, that's nice. what matters to me yeah no your, your skin <laughs> looks great um and so when i see your your instagram for example and by the way though you have an eye clearly you i know you, you're in interior design so you have like an eye for all things that are beautiful but the way you curate your page, the way you take your photos, you're clearly – you have a, a good eye. It's something that it would make me be attracted to and then further trust. And then for you to go so far as to actually try and test and stand by those products, it's a 10 out of 10. I would not feel any sort of way of, like, questioning your opinion. Thank so you. I think that makes a huge difference for people that – have no idea where to start with it when it comes to these brands especially and again I'm not a mom but for the moms obviously that you care about that stuff more right it's, it's
0: scarier it's scarier right because it's not like oh I'll put it on my face and if I get a and rash try. I get a rash because it's your, your yeah. cute little newborn bum that you're dealing with you don't want to <laughs> get a rash and you don't know if kid. they're allergic to stuff yeah. or
1: not yet right like, this could be their first time with some crazy named ingredient you're like I don't have a clue what that is but here we go and then they bring in crazy hives and you're like oh my god it must have been the yeah (laughs) totally so with all that being said so you built a following kind of by accident like Mm -hmm.
2: which is very impressive
1: yeah which is very impressive and what are some of the brands that have reached out to you and like what do they have a specific reason why they're reaching out to you or is it just like, Oh, she seems like she's got that kind of picture perfect imagery that is in line with whatever their brand represents too. Um,
0: I think, um, I've worked with a few different agencies and I think uh, I was very lucky to, to build up a, a little bit of a, um, reputation for having like successful campaigns. Um, and I think also, um, I've always sort of been into like sales and marketing. and My career has always been sort of in sales and marketing in some way. Um, And I hate saying that because to me, sales and marketing, people automatically think dishonest. And like, there's a theme in our conversation tonight. And I consider myself to be very, very honest. But I also um, am a little bit markety. So like my brain just works like that. You
2: know what? Sales does have a bad rep, but I don't think it's always, and so am I, and I don't think it's always a bad thing if you believe in it. There have been times when I've had jobs that I'm like, I can't work for this job because it involves selling something I don't believe in. But for the things that I do wholeheartedly believe in, I have no problem selling, which of course a lot of people turn to you know manipulation tactics or assume that there's more to play, but it's not the case if you really believe in it. I
0: definitely would never consider myself to have um, like manipulated anyone. I consider it to be like encouragement or um, I tend to like put excitement into the potential to purchase something or to use something or to have it be part of your life. Um, And that's kind of like how I market stuff. So because you're passionate yeah totally and, that, yeah. and we've
1: talked about this a lot too like somebody that's passionate about something is extremely intoxicating like and it is influential because it's something that you like sense you can feel it off them and that gets you excited about it and you're like i'm into that too and that's a that's basically all
0: it is right well and that, and that seems that to how- be what like the brands were responding to as well because yeah. i i love taking pictures ironically i take all my photos on my phone um i have this whole thing where like instagram is a phone app so i it's like a challenge for myself to see if i can take all my pictures on my iphone and edit them in instagram i don't use like external editors i've done it maybe like a few times to deal with a really dodgy shadow or something but i'm taking them on my phone i'm editing them i'm loving taking the pictures that is that is like a huge release for me as a parent too. That's a, like a creative release, so it's a really mm-hmm. positive side. And then I'm excited about what I'm talking about, and I'm marketing it, and and the, and brands just really responded to that. So I've had, I mean, oh gosh, I'm gonna forget some some of the good ones, but like Canadian Tire, I've had a lot of long term partnerships with. Um, Ronald McDonald House is one that uh, I'm you know really happy to have long term partnerships with. Um, sobies especially around their charitable campaigns which is really really important to me
2: I'll fill you in with one uh, marks which is crazy because you I haven't been to marks in ages but I saw your photos and and in one of your pictures you're like everything here is marks and I'm like oh my god I need to head back there (laughs) I haven't been there in ages (laughs) so it really works and I know it has to do with like Obviously, people are attracted to beautiful things, and you and your family are very beautiful, and the way you take your photos are very beautiful. I think Lauren and I, like, I want to talk to you more about how you curate your Insta so good, Yeah. Um, because you, you do it phenomenally. Not that not that we don't do a good job, too. That's not what I'm saying, but um, <laughs> I like uh, what you do.
1: We'll be taking this conversation offline, Jessica.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm going to be in trouble <laughs> later. But, um, no, I'm just saying, like, it, it looks really good. So, Mark's is one of your... Yeah. your yeah,
1: Mar. <laughs> yeah, those are I mean, those are quite major Canadian brands. Absolutely. Huge. And again, like you just talking about them, you pull in other aspects of why they're important to you and why you would want to work with them. Because all of that you said comes with like a charitable uh, component. So obviously, that is something that is important to you. And then when you're sure show people that you're caring and you're kind and you want to help and you have this like charitable side to you that is also very attractive and that does speak to authenticity because I think we're all just looking for kindness too. Yeah, and I think so, if you sure. can
2: and feel relatability. That,
1: yeah, and if you can feel that someone is genuinely kind, like that often goes hand in hand with authenticity and trust. And yeah. I mean, you mentioned Ronald McDonald House, and I know that you had already said that you have a child with uh, neurodiversity, Mm -hmm. so we definitely want to get into that, too. But, again, going back to just being an influencer, a mom, and, like, a business owner, that's one area that we didn't really chat about. So what
0: is your business? Mm Mm-hmm. So my business, design and build, mostly. Um, we also design and build furniture and lighting, but um, like full-scale renovations, um, I work with my husband, uh, we're partners. We both come from families of engineers and um, contractors, and it just seems to be kind of in our blood.
1: So And how do you balance this, though? Like, I mean, this seems the famous question Instagram yeah, is such a highlight reel so it's like oh my god her life is beautiful and perfect every minute of the day like how do you truly balance because so many of us are like we are employees or maybe we have our own businesses as well and we are parents and all the other things minus the influencer part I just feel like How do you keep a marriage successful and happy and your kids like alive and happy (laughs) and then and then be able to produce such amazing content and then have time to work with brands because that is another side of it is just how much time it actually takes to develop content and create nice content like everybody can just put whatever they want on Instagram but actually developing and curating something that is a work of art isn't. Like so a two
0: time second consuming, yeah,
2: yeah. Especially yeah, when you it's have your captions too. Your captions are obviously like articulate, and you know it's not just a couple of words. So it and they're takes paragraphs, a lot. some of them. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're well spoken and funny, or, or you know they're they're approachable and relatable. You know, so that uh, that actually means a lot that you it. say that.
0: So I okay. So in terms of. How do you balance it so the beautiful answer is you balance it by doing things that are beautiful and fulfilling and good for you that's that's like a that's an important part of it and in a way instagram does that for me and building furniture and lighting does that for me so like each and everything that i'm doing has a component that is incredibly fulfilling and just feels so good and gives me life so that's part of balance is that you you know choosing to do stuff in your life that you don't absolutely loathe every single thing that you do is going to frustrate you at some point even if it's your favorite thing in the world especially if you make it your job like no matter what yep. but if you can make sure that you're doing things that fulfill you and that you're passionate about that helps bring balance for sure but the, the truthful answer is Is that there's actually no possible way to have balance when you have that much on your plate I don't think there's a possible way to have balance when you have a business so something's got to give at any time so I always say to Nick like I do a lot of things really badly if I'm doing them all at once or I can choose to focus on one thing for a given time and sacrifice some other things so like I'll sort of rotate between doing a lot of work on our, my business with my husband Um, and then sort of, you know, take a step back from Instagram for a little while and, oh God, I just wrote this whole, whole thing about, you know, everyone's working from home with their kids right now and it's new for so many people and I stayed silent. That's been a treat. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not fun. I stayed silent for a really long time because to be honest, I was a little bit, frustrated because I saw everyone starting to work from home with their kids, something I've been doing for eight years. And people are like, oh, you know, my house is going to be so clean. I'm going to st- work out every day. I'm going to do all this <laughs> stuff. And I was like, screw you guys, man. Like, you have no idea. This, this is so Those are much. the pipe dreams that we yeah. all have
2: when it's day one. Right. And I like, am have kids and that's not happening. Oh,
0: like just <laughs> ridiculous. And then it was very interesting to me over the course of the first week to see people sort of come around and be like, Oh my God, like this is impossible. Like I haven't even like, uh, you know, I haven't showered in three days. Like my whole family's crying and I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm a terrible person because I actually felt a little bit satisfied when I was seeing that feedback from people. Um, But it's not, it's not because I was being nasty about it. It's actually because I've had so much criticism for myself and the fact that I Mm -hmm. feel like I can't balance stuff. And I've seen this stuff online now where people say stuff like, what we're being asked to do is impossible. Like nobody can do this. And I'm like, oh, oh wait, I've actually, I've actually been doing this for eight years. Not perfectly, I'm human. Nobody can do this perfectly. Nobody's knocking this out of the park, but I've actually been doing this. So then I started to share um, tips for working from home with children. I have had a child home with me uh, for eight years. So even when, uh, when Ella went to school, when Ella was finally in full day school, I had a baby two weeks before she had her first day of full day school. So oh my gosh, it Poor was, planning on your no, end. If only I could have planned it. I mean, that's the thing. Like with fertility issues you have, there's no planning, but yeah, uh, like here I was and I was like, ah, oh, I just screwed myself out of autonomy, out of freedom again. <laughs> but, you know, in those tips for working at home with kids, I said stuff like have a shelf full of snacks so you can shove them in front of your whining children when you're on a phone call and, you know, give them half an hour of your time so that you can neglect them later. And I, I remember saying to people like, just hold hold up and wait till the end of this. Read this all the way through. And at the at the very last paragraph I said, mostly, I mean, I am totally paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly what I said, but mostly forgive yourself for thinking about your children like this, because you're human, you're trying to do too many things. You have a lot of responsibilities. You can't do everything at once. There's no way to balance it. So you are going to neglect your children for a bit and then you're going to neglect your job and you can't go back and be totally pissed off at yourself for thinking like, how can I get my kids to shut up and get the hell away from me? Because it has, it has no bearing on how much you love them. I love my children endlessly. And I still think about what's the minimum that I can give them right now to get the maximum amount of time to myself after this. And that's like, you have to forgive yourself for that because there's, I think
2: that you mothers right now, like I say this to Lauren all the time, how the fuck have you become now a teacher? Like you have oh, to yeah. still work. We're homeschooling. So how You it's just learned to homeschool two kids. I'm um, like, I literally, I'm having a hard time getting through this quarantine, being <laughs> laid off, being alone, like. You know like i don't have a kid so um, i'm having a hard time like parenting myself and i don't know yeah. how the fuck you guys are all doing it <laughs> so okay well I think my like we have to. my phone to.
0: gives me yeah. a, alarms throughout the day i have an alarm going off like every half hour and my alarms say stuff like water drink water eat <laughs> with like five exclamation marks because i literally will not have a sip of water or feed myself anything because those are the things that get pushed to the side. Me, I get pushed to the side. I don't sleep. I don't like I, I go to bed so late and I know it's so bad. But like there the proof is in the pudding. I have no balance. But it still is okay because I'm fulfilled, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, if, if you're genuinely chosen, happy, then it's
1: Yeah.
2: You've chosen it's worth it. to surround your yourself with you know, your own business, your Instagram business, obviously your kids and your family. And those are things that you are passionate about that you do love. So I think that does go a little bit further in in how you're able to spread yourself a little bit thinner because at least all the things that you're spreading yourself through are things that you like and love.
1: Yeah. I think another factor is that what I've found interesting lately is it's only – women or say moms that are putting this out there on social media like making the memes or making the videos or making the comments about like either they're just like I can't do this this is the worst I hate my kids now or like the ones about you're not meant to be able to do this all Mm -hmm. perfectly so you're allowed to let things slip and slide but it's you don't see the men and you don't see the dads at least I haven't. So yeah. I just find that really interesting. I think it's the I age-old, like,
2: button.
0: emotional labor thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking and I about? I think it's
2: I'm- not just that. If I talk to all of my girlfriends that have kids, they are the ones doing it. I'm not saying all dads are not doing anything or stepping up because obviously this is a tough time for the entire family unit unit, and everyone, but all of my girlfriends are the ones having to do their jobs or or do the homeschooling or both. Yeah, so yeah. I think
0: there are a few factors. So I I think I kind of come from an inter- interesting perspective there because everything in my house is very equal. We co-own a business. We are both working at that business. We, we have these children together. We, you know, everything has to be equal because we're doing everything together. Um, and it's just, it's very interesting because Nick is like the most involved, loving, caring, giving person loving caring giving father um he's totally a hundred percent my partner and there is a massive inequality and it it's like two two things number one sorry male female brain he just cannot multitask the same way that I can there's just no possible way he can't he could not homeschool he has not even touched on the homeschooling of the children there's no way Um, that's like totally on me. Um, what we are doing is on me. Like, he's like, I'll do whatever you say. Just like, tell me like how we're training the dogs, how we're training the children, how we're, you know, like, tell me what we're doing and I'll do it. So he can't, he can't like plan for that. And then also all the planning for the business, um, all of the time management for the business, that's all me too. And that's the whole emotional labor thing. Like, I think because we're multitaskers and we're capable of taking on more. Also, because you know, stereotypically, we're more like emotionally connected sometimes. Or let's say, maybe even more stereotypically, we we can potentially be more maternal or more connected to our children just by nature. Some or we would have argue. to. That's a hundred percent true, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. what happens then is that. I'm giving directives because I have an understanding of how things are, are going or how they're going to run smoothly with my kids with you know our home life and then also I tend to be able to have like seven tracks running in my mind I I am you know more um, empathetic maybe than him so I'm also going hey have you talked to your aunt because you know she wasn't feeling well last week and oh don't forget it's your Oma's birthday and all of these little responsibilities that that mm-hmm. fall on my shoulders simply because I'm the one that can sometimes. Sometimes I do live in the world of overwhelm, but sometimes I can manage it. it. It falls on my shoulders. So here I am in a house that should be completely equal. We run a business together. We have a family together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's there's just a total imbalance in my house too. Totally. I, just, I think
2: that's probably, um, well, like way more common if not like the, the way of it because everyone that I know, that's how I grew up. It's always yeah. the mom and the mom. I mean, my dad is obviously was always very present in my life, but mom's kind of the boss because she can think about all those things. Yeah, She will remember all those things and she does it all and does remember and does it, you know? so For sure. And as you guys both know, being the moms – Um, I see how well Lauren specifically who I um, see obviously a lot more and how you juggle these things and I'm like what the fuck how how are you even like like you parent me sometimes with our baby here I'm like how the fuck are you even thinking of this right now like anyways you guys do (laughs) amaze me um, with what you're capable of and I do believe it is a woman thing because even though Again, like I don't have kids, but being in relationships, all that stuff still falls on my shoulders. I still have to remember all the birthdays. I still have to do all the stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's unfair, but it, I think it's just the way it is. And that I think it's partially society, partially how our male-female traits kind of have rolled the dice on it. That's We're just better. And we will get it done. Maybe eventually these guys would get it together and get all that stuff done, but not in the same time maybe not no. to the same extent yeah <laughs> same so they might remember that their mom has a birthday eventually in the year <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's one of Some these months. months is hers yeah. I know it. <laughs> so yeah it's interesting because like you know in my relationship I want someone who's gonna like protect me and care for me and make me feel you know loved and taken care of and even though I work with Nick, I want that feeling of like someone who's, you know, sort of bringing home the bacon or whatever you want. That's just how I want my relationship to be. And then, you know, in, in my professional life, I've always taken a leadership role, a managerial role. Mm -hmm. So here I am trying to, you know, feel like my husband's got it all covered. And then, 9 a.m. the next morning we get down to work and I'm reaming him out over the kitchen table because his time management skills totally suck and like you know he screwed up an account the day before or whatever and like I don't consider myself to be a tyrant but when you're running a business sometimes this stuff comes up and I'm like you know just giving him such a hard time and being so frustrated with him and then at 5 p.m. you're supposed to just switch over and be a happy married couple again. I think uh, people would love to hear how you
2: really accomplish that transition between work and life.
1: How do you leave everything at the
0: office, so to speak? You don't. You don't. It's impossible to think that you do. It's funny because I I bumped into someone. I don't want to say. I bumped into my neighbor. Could be any neighbor, guys. It could be any neighbor. But um, (laughs) and we, we joked about like divorce rates going up worldwide and uh, she was like oh uh, my especially god. now oh yeah no no exactly that's what we were talking about like with COVID-19 like just divorce rates and she's like oh yeah like I'm gonna kill him I'm gonna kill him I swear to god uh and she's like how are you guys doing and I'm like you know we're actually we're doing really great because we already went through our first year of being together 24-7 co-workers and married And we survived it (laughs) so we're okay now and and I really mean we survived it because it was a huge learning curve and Nick and I we work beautifully together we always did when we were doing it on the side we worked beautifully together and we used to say if we were fighting we would build something together we would create something a piece of furniture and it would actually mend our relationship So I can't even imagine, like, if we, if we work so beautifully together and we had this huge learning curve and this huge, like, really difficult first year um, of doing it full time together. I can't even imagine what it would be like to work with your spouse if it's, you know, already rocky or if it's, if you don't work well together. Well, it's not just
2: that. Some people really need space, time away uh, from their spouse
0: or or anyone. me, Me. That was huge. You know what? That was huge for me with children, too. I I fill my tank I regenerate I get all of my energy from being completely alone and Same. having alone time yeah is that not Leo? the most difficult No, Libra oh my husband's a Libra oh
1: interesting that's interesting yeah. I
0: I don't feel like I don't I don't work I mean the creativity thing is there with Libra but like other than that like it just has never matched up with my personality at all But yeah, I need to be alone. I also don't like being touched very much. I have the most touchy-feely husband and two children that climb me like I'm in We're living the same life. Oh, (laughs) that was huge for me. I thought I was dying the first year I'd become a parent. And then like, you know, I have multiple kids, multiple dogs, and I'm with my husband 24-7. That is so hard my
2: nightmare. Oh my god. It's
0: Hilarious. so <laughs> difficult. So this is
2: something that's hard for you, maybe not your ideal situation, yet it's somehow something you've <laughs> brought on for yourself. <laughs> like
0: t- because your situation. There's so much that fulfills me in it, right? Yeah. Like I am able to be, you know, I I'm able to execute creative expression constantly. Um I'm able to interact with all sorts of different people. My job changes constantly, week to week, month to month. I'm doing something new. I could never get bored. Um, My children fulfill me like nothing else. They are creative and weird and funny. Um, And they're an inspiration for you, right? Like they inspire so much of what you do.
1: And that is, I mean, I am very similar in that all those characteristics like I am not a touchy-feely person anybody that knows me knows that like I'm not your hugger I don't need to be like held and touched and like I don't really need the affection you don't want it you don't (laughs) I don't want the affection I also don't want the affection I always say I I, like compare myself to like a cat cats are very solitary like beings or um, animals and but when they want affection you'll know it yeah and you need to give it to them yeah when they want it but or when they'll they don't puke want it in your they, shoes
0: yeah hi <laughs> and when i they will puke in it, they... your shoes if you don't give me love
1: but when <laughs> you want love. love i'm still not interested in that I only yeah, want, no i, mean, I'm I am return. i am
0: very cat like you know he, like even Nick. you know it's like give me love give me love oh now i'm gonna bite you <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i've had enough yeah. Which is funny because I don't like cats at all. Maybe we're too similar. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you I don't, don't love love cats. <laughs> you know, what's funny. My boyfriend says that about me too. But now when I'm talking, thinking about you guys, he says I'm like a cat because everything's on my terms as well. Um, you'll never know when the claws come out. I'm like, oh, that's sweet, honey. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because it seems like you guys are more like the cats. And in, in, in this situation, I'm like the puppy. Like... Hug me, (laughs) kiss me, I love me, and that's how I am. And I, I'm like so affectionate, so like I love the attention, I love the the love. Um, and that's my hardest part going through this quarantine. Is if even if I see a friend, well, like no, I'm not gonna lie. These are really difficult. I'm very grateful for technology for Facetime and stuff, but it's so hard seeing you guys, not being able to touch you, and like, oh, it sucks that's tough that's really tough. i
0: i've been joking because i've even said to nick a few times i'm like when this quarantine is over i'm gonna hug everybody and he's like no, yeah
1: and i'm like you're right oh <laughs> yeah
0: i'm
1: like no i i this is in this is in part my nightmare but Completely also my, a dream come true yeah <laughs> well it's I funny though because no i'm very
0: me. <laughs> i'm so affectionate with my children which Same. is always
2: lauren yeah I'm said, Could you share a little bit? It's weird. Like, I want to <laughs> yeah. hug, too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it, I'm like. You don't get the affection. Justin's like, you are the ice
0: queen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> but, but, but like, like, you I like I actually kids. bite my children
1: like me I too. oh yeah especially See? my youngest I like yeah. I just squeeze them and I told uh-huh. them to I'm like what happens if I squeeze you till your head pops off like I am that <laughs> cartoon character from that show Animaniacs like when yep. she squeezes the animals yep. and they're like totally die. that is me with my kids totally. nobody else otherwise I am like it's like as if there's a force field around me don't me too. space like keep yeah, your you, when you hugs, social like, distancing mm-hmm. Mm me too
0: I I admit like a (laughs) it's like
1: Like, stressful for me
0: (laughs) (laughs) I also like position myself behind other people when I'm leaving like a party or something and I'm like bye it's the nice to me yeah like I got oh I'm leaving sorry gotta go like i (laughs) and i'm i'm so so terrified that people will think i'm an asshole because of it but i do think like i i I will have a really engaging empathetic conversation with you but i'm not necessarily going to touch you and jess you can attest to
1: that with me i'm extremely compassionate and empathetic and like understanding and i want to be there for my i want to be
2: hugged (laughs) bottom
0: line oh my goodness I think we've just figured out that Jess is really (laughs) unfulfilled in your relationship (laughs) yeah
2: it's nothing new I tell her all the time like can you say I love you back sometimes? like The
1: sad thing is I will never be able to reciprocate on the level she needs me to reciprocate.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like this with everyone. Like, I, I know I ask a lot, but I will give it back. Temple, I will hug you. And I will love you. I don't you. want like, that. That's I know. No.
1: <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Well, it's good to know that Em and I are the exact same person. So yeah. I've just found like a kindred spirit in you um and we are not one of us when there's i meet not you in a person us, i'm still
2: gonna mm-hmm. hug you though i'm sorry <laughs> bottom line babe <laughs> and you'll get the awkward <laughs> i'm coming like, for you <laughs>
1: the awkward t-rex arm response. i get it all the time like, uh-huh. because i
2: hug everyone like i hug the corner store lady like i don't I oh, know anyone that
0: is, uh, maybe it'll that change now when i'm
2: allowed back in the world but it will probably just be worse i'll just like be <laughs> backtracking on all the hugs I missed out but you know when I, mean, I walk into a party it's just how it is I just like to touch people and like hold oh them God. close
0: and like listen to them I don't know my hugs <laughs> are different I guess I like just to defend myself for a minute here I do <laughs> I do feel like there I I give hugs in a different way because like you know I go into the woman at the corner store and like, I know her name, I know her husband's name, I'm asking about her kid. I want to know how she's doing, if she's feeling better from how she was feeling last week. So I guess in a way, like, you know, I still have the connection or the hug, if you will, but it's just like, it's more in fact that. It's verbal, you give a verbal hug. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same, that's why I I genuinely give a shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I genuinely give a shit about how she's doing or how, you know, someone's feeling. Um, none of that is fabricated. It's just like, don't touch me. <laughs> well, I just have to say, I feel so seen, and this is just like
1: <laughs> so validating right now. Um, <laughs> it makes me feel a lot better too.
2: <laughs> Same. Um, oh, and just you, you know, all... I'm not weird. Oh no, all it's weird. Stand off <laughs> yeah. as individuals. I'm so glad you guys have that together. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. I do um, see. Obviously, uh, uh, Lauren and and em, I'm just getting to know you, but um, I do see that it's not like you guys are, like, psychotic, like, Closed off like stone cold people. You obviously, there's love yeah. and blood beneath that skin flowing, so I understand. And a, heart. And a heart, yeah, thank the you. That's pumping it. the blood, yeah, yeah, yeah. is there? Well, I'll say blood for sure. The heart, I'm so, I'll say no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, now I know it's different. Obviously, everyone's different. Maybe I shouldn't touch people so often. Like,
0: no, I probably, you do you. I know I freak people yeah.
2: out sometimes because I am you very aggressive, but.
0: And no, I think it's like really it. important to be true to yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I is, like, I've always I been I like try. this. Yeah, you have. And I know I say I should try to... But I can't. Fuck. And the second I have a drink, too, I'm like, I'll kiss you. Like, any, it's it's out of control. Anyways.
0: It's not... You know what? It's not the best quality. Like, it's it's done me a big disservice as well. Um, Same.
1: I've been, like, labeled a bitch before oh, because of it. Well, oh, I've People don't people know me. S- they just oh, assume yeah. I'm a
0: bitch. Yeah. So many people. I have... The majority of my friendships have said we we hated you at first or like we thought yeah. you were so mean we thought you were such a bit which is very interesting yeah. and it's actually something i've been working on for a really long time because i'm like okay clearly like i'm giving off a terrible vibe and i need to remedy that somehow
2: but in other ways it's
0: done me a disservice too because i'm closed off not just physically like i, I mentioned before that i don't really talk about my feelings a whole lot i don't share a lot of stuff i don't and want to lauren's burden like people. that too to an extent yeah well and it really i i the one time in my life where i have really thought that god like this is this is huge this is really impacting me was actually um with my eldest daughter when she was going through like so much stuff and she was um she clearly had something going on. And I'm talking about, so Ella actually has Tourette syndrome. And for about four years, I knew that something was going on. And I was actively um, trying to get her diagnosed and seen by specialists. And I told nobody. Um, I The only person that knew was Nick. My mother didn't know. Nobody knew. Um, And that's kind of like the one time in my life where it was really apparent to me that like, despite whatever baggage I have or whatever makes me me, there are times where you should kind of push yourself beyond your comfort zone and reach out to people because um, that was a huge burden for me to bear for those four years while trying to still act normal, while still Instagramming, while still running a business, while still being a friend and a daughter and a wife and whatever else, <clears throat> and you know, going through all this shit, I really could have, I really could have used
1: people to lean on. It's something that I think a lot of moms don't talk about if they do have a child with um, any kind of diversity or disability, mm-hmm. uh, because of the mom guilt, right? It goes back to that. It goes back to shame and how, and we're afraid of what someone may think about us like judgment um but I think the more people that start bringing their experiences their challenges their realities to the mm-hmm. surface it's going totally. to just open up so much more for so many other people and it won't be awkward or embarrassing or no there won't be fear associated or shame and guilt because none of those things should be associated with that um so I'm glad that you're open to talking about it.
2: Yeah, I think really there's a, big... a couple of things. I was just going to say, Tourette's is something that people, I, I never hear about this. I've only yeah. ever met one person that's ever had it. Like, it, it's not a common, um, I guess, neurodiversity. And Well, so it's more, it's more some... common
0: than we know. And it's mm-hmm. it's just, it's really interesting. I think a lot of people don't talk about it. I think there's a huge stigma associated with it still. Mm-hmm. um like Hollywood's done it a real disservice yeah because most things right they just make it seem like oh if you have Tourette's you just swear a whole bunch it's a yeah, joke it's like disorder portrayed in like of.
2: an Adam Sandler movie like totally you know like a funny
0: side do you remember Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo or whatever yes. that movie was yeah, yeah. and yeah. he like dated the it was it was Amy Poehler I think yeah yeah and she she had Tourette's and like you know I I'm someone that can get a good laugh out of stuff that's you know raunchy and sort of like not appropriate it, it's it is funny but it's also funny not as funny it's not a real representation of what mm-hmm. it no. actually is what the syndrome actually is but that being said like there was no part of me that didn't talk about it because of shame it was mostly and I, and I know that that is a reality for a lot of people and I do hope that the more I talk about it the more I can help someone break free of any shame or worry about the stigma that they may be having but the, the reason that I didn't talk about it was simply because I didn't have answers for anyone mm-hmm. I didn't want people asking for updates because I was stressed as it was already I was overwhelmed I had a lot going on and I, I didn't want to have to update people on top of that with with no news most of the time like yeah uh, yeah we still don't know what's going on with her they think it might be a brain tumor oh no it's not a brain tumor like none of that would have been helpful to anybody Um, But also because it was really, really important for me that Ella, um, my daughter, uh, not be um, known as the girl with the issue that we then found out was Tourette's before she's known as just Ella.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, and and I think that is something hard to navigate for parents. And this is why you having the platform that you do also serves in such a positive way because you can bring that awareness and that information and position it like that. Let's not recognize the disease before we recognize the child or the person. Absolutely.
3: Um,
1: And and because you have such a genuine following and people that really probably admire you, your mm-hmm. role model in some ways, look up to you. Uh, people loved to Ella you. too. That was the interesting yeah. thing. There was a Ella question. is another figure for these people and because they represent however many other, she represents however many other children, these people's yeah. children too. So I think like being, that's where the positivity of being an influencer comes in because obviously there's like so much negativity that surrounds it too. Yeah, but, for sure. I mean, I think it's so awesome and I hope you feel like lucky and, and some pride that you have that ability to
0: make that change or help make that change. I'm very, very happy to have a platform and because even, okay, so Ella, Ella is even eight years old and she has this profound understanding that. If I'm talking to, and she doesn't even know, like, what a following is or whatever, but she knows that I talk to people, to people that listen. Mm -hmm. And her witnessing me talk about her in so many positive ways, be open about Tourette's, to people, to however many people she thinks I'm talking to, that has been massive as well for her accepting herself.
2: And understanding that yeah. there's not
0: a, a problem, that there isn't an issue, that she's just, her brain just works differently and that we're going to talk about it because we're not ashamed. And that's been <laughs> yeah, really, totally. a really big deal
1: for her. I think and it's for- not her fault. It's not a fault no. thing. So no, you, that's the one not. thing I think kids internalize, like, something's wrong with me. And oh, now- my God.
0: I still remember the day that we got the actual diagnosis. And I, like crouched down in front of her and I was holding her arms and I was like baby when you said that you could not control yourself you were right and she was like I was right and I was like yes you were right like you are not doing this like your brain does this like it is not your fault she's like it's not my fault I'm like it's not your fault and she just like burst into tears she was bawling her eyes out oh my god my heart it was yeah it was this huge thing and she just sat there repeating it's not my fault it's not my fault it's not my fault over and over again it was like gut-wrenching I had no idea that she was sitting on this so much that she had it on her shoulders so heavily wow
2: that's super intense I think the thing um is adults but especially kids when they're going through something like this it's so they don't understand it's hard to verbalize. Yeah. So, of course, it's hard for you guys to understand as parents. But I love how you mentioned the fact of you're not going to define her by her um, diagnosis. And you're not yeah. going to let the diagnosis define like how she'll go forward as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's a huge part. And I love that you're bringing awareness to not only the diagnosis, but how to handle it in a way in which it's part of her life but it's not going to like totally like narrate her life her life Mm -hmm. going yeah I mean you know
0: it's interesting because I've had people ask me before if I wish that she didn't have it and I mean I think I've spoken on this a few times but I think you know as parents we're fiercely protective of our children and we would do anything for them to not experience pain or hurdles or anything that's going to make their life more difficult or or hurt them in any way so in that respect I wish I I wish I could take the pain she feels physical pain a lot of physical pain too I wish I could take that away from her I wish I could ensure that no one would ever make fun of her I wish I could keep her safe and make sure she's happy all the time yeah for sure Yeah. But But. other than that, Tourette's brings so many beautiful things to the table. We're talking about the way that her brain works. It's not like, you know, she has a superficial thing that's going on, which, you know, that in itself is a a whole other thing. Like, I don't think anyone would wish to take that away from their children, too. But like, we're talking about the way her brain works. This is this is the core of her. This is what makes her who she is. So if I take Tourette's away from her, you know, people with Tourette's, they are, they have like um, unbelievable um, language skill and the ability to express themselves. You know, this is a generalization, but these these traits do come with Tourette's. They have um, artistic ability, creativity, um, musicality, athleticism. If I were to take Tourette's away from my kid, I would be taking so many beautiful aspects of her personality too. And so, no, I don't wish that she didn't have it. She writes music. She's been writing music since she was three. She sings constantly. She draws and creates. She is good at every sport she ever does. Those things would go with the Tourette's, very likely. So, like, it's who she is. It's part of her. But that being said, it does not define her. Because Ella is who she is with the brain that's inside of her body. Whatever's happening to that is that's that's, you know, sidelined.
1: Yeah, that's a really powerful message, and I wish people mm-hmm. would kind of embody that too for those that have childrens with diff- children with different um, needs, abilities. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some that are much more extreme than others, and there's a diff- there's just it needs to be managed in a different way. And there's just no way around that. Yeah. But I think we as a society are so quick to see people's disabilities um, before we see them, if you know about it. So if you meet someone you don't know, you don't see it. And then as soon as you are told, then exactly. you're kind of like programmed to look for it or then be like, well, that's because, 100%. or they did this because. So it's it's yeah. all an, another area where it's all about changing the language and changing the message and you know, if this part of our show today does that for one person, then I feel grateful and like appreciative that you were yeah. willing Me to too. talk about it. And and hundred percent.
2: I think that um, it's so, and this is kind of what I meant about um, allowing it to define someone is people are so quick to. To hear that somebody has a diagnosis of something like that, and, and it could be anything. It could be something from you know ADD to um, schizophrenia, and then going forward, that's what they will choose to see. And so that's mm-hmm. why I love the fact that we're um, you know even speaking about Tourette's or or any sort of neuro- neurodiversity to not allow that to go forward anymore. If we're gonna, maybe not everyone will be entirely educated about every every single diagnosis out there, but the fact that we will not treat all diagnoses as a as something to define the individual entirely. If if we could even take that out of it, or one person could take that from this conversation, I think we're 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 good. You know what I mean? Yeah, and
1: I think that is a really also like a secondary message is that you said it brings such beauty to her personality. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: that is something we probably overlook as a society. And I'm sure I've been guilty of it when I've encountered people with different uh, needs as well, um, because I'm just sort of conditioned that way. But I am working towards looking beyond that and being like, and you're right, like she has Tourette's, but that contributes to her abilities that bring such like amazing things, joy, Uh, talents to your life and her life. So uh, that is really important to recognize. And uh, I hope again, people pull from that and think about it differently. And that's part of why we do this show is like the stigmas around things right there is a way to start breaking down stigmas and misconceptions. Like although yes, my child or individual has some kind of um, diverse need or ability, but the misconception is that it is all negative. There is mm-hmm. absolutely is. beautiful yeah. things that come with these conditions that allow them to have beautiful minds and, totally. um, like, but or with not, autism, they can it, be absolute geniuses and, like, you're just blown away by it. Like, so,
2: but it could it's, be it's even not like it. it's how we think about ourselves. So, I have anxiety and it, and it sometimes. I, I read somewhere th- about um, a parent that didn't—they knew their kid had—and um, I believe in this case it was schizophrenia. They're like, "We just don't want her to get her la- to get her labeled because that's what it is. It's a labeling, and then that changes mm-hmm. everything going forward, and including and in almost especially the way she thinks about herself. So, like sometimes when you True. put these labels on, it's kind of um, as much as it gives you for more information going forward, the labels themselves can become damaging if we don't as a as a whole as a people kind of consider it in a different way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a huge role for me uh, in Ella's life is that I had to make sure it could because we had to label it because that was actually incredibly freeing for her.
2: And I don't think labeling is a bad thing.
0: No, definitely not. Need no, the information. I, I mean it- I can see the good and the bad of it. And for us, we needed an answer and we needed to yeah. be able to tell her, as I was saying, you know, that it wasn't her fault cause she yeah. was going through some serious self-loathing. She would say stuff yeah. to me, she was four, um, when she said to me, um, mommy, um, when the sun goes down at night, I hope it doesn't come up in the morning because I know that I'm going to have a really bad day. And she said to me, Mom oh my gosh, uh, I'm tomorrow, just gonna cry I now. I think I'm gonna walk out the front door and I'm gonna keep walking right past the corner store all the way till I'm gone and then you and Daddy and Bryn can have a happy life.
1: Oh my god. And like um, just the self-awareness at that age is heartbreaking.
0: She has been you know? through it and back by the time she was like five. She went through emotions that people don't get until they're twenty-three. Like it was Wow. gut-wrenching and also just like so intense to see this tiny little mind have to process all these feelings um, and I, it's insane. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed by her and it's just it's very interesting like you don't she's so silent about her inner pain or her actual physical pain. she's got 52 ticks actually and you wouldn't even know it like you wouldn't know it but she's what do you moved, mean by so she has different like movements, sounds um, that, that she she does that are like neurological misfires basically that, co- that cause her to make a sound or do an action that she has no control over. It would It's exactly the same for us as feeling a tickle in our throat and needing to cough, feeling a tickle in our nose, needing to sneeze, needing to blink because our eyes are about to water. It's the exact same feeling for her. But it can be something like um, you know she goes tru, tru. she goes,
3: <clears throat>
0: <clears throat), a lot she uh, moves her nose uh, rolls her eyes to the side she uh, whips her head back and that one's a really bad one because she actually dislocates her top vertebrae constantly so we need like weekly gyro care um, oh, yeah. and it's very painful for her but she's turned that into a hair flip everyone thinks she just my grandmother spent years going cut the child's hair because she's she thought that she was bothered by the hair in her face. Um, <laughs> oh my God, and my we God. just rolled our eyes about it. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get on that. Um, so she's she's made them very fluid movements, but they're actually, they're all tics. And, you know, she, I can't even remember where I was going with this, but, you know, the, these are just like the things that she deals with every single day. And they're just so huge. And she never complains about it. She never says anything about it. The only time you really realize it is when she is hurt in a in a tangible way that we can understand. So, um, she was on a slip and slide in a neighbor's backyard a couple years ago, and she went on her knees down the slip and slide, and a broken chestnut uh, oh. sliced her leg open so deep, oh my from, gosh, like, sort of mid shin all the way down to her ankle, and it was just like open, like you could see white. Oh god, and. it got infected. It got like, she just went through hell with that cut and it was so nasty and she's got this killer scar and she would be like, "Mm, that's kind of hurting me a little bit. And then she would say nothing for two days. I would be literally rinsing it out, like scrubbing it with soap and like sterile stripping it and dealing with like her, you know, all of the, all of the different parts that we were of like caring for this wound, this gaping wound. And she would say nothing. And it's times like that, that I'm like, you are tough as nails kid. Like you, you, all the pain and all the, the internal crap that you go through is so big. And none of us understand it because you are just constantly dealing with it on your own by yourself. This tiny little kid, and I can only see it when she has something that I would be complaining about every two seconds. That would hurt me so much that I can understand what that feels like, right. and see how little she talks about it and how much she just carries on with like her normal day to day activities. And I'm like, Wait, wow, I'm this kid.
1: kids are so resilient and adaptable, yeah. and it's it's just mm-hmm. they they just they don't know different, which is kind of beautiful and like a bit of a silver lining for them
2: well and it just shows like you said um the Tourette's brings on certain things like her musicality and creativeness but also it has created like this tough skin in her and this extra resilience perhaps you know there's just I talked about that actually for uh
0: International Women's Day this year is that you know I wish she didn't have to be so tough But I see how how damn tough she is. She's tough. And I can only think that, like, you know, every, every, behind every tough woman, there's a story. There's a reason how we got that way. And even though the stories are sometimes just heart-wrenching and awful, we are redefining ourselves with our, you know, with how we choose to move forward from that, with our strength that builds within us from those terrible stories or those difficult stories and that is a beautiful thing and that is what's going to create the most beauty in the world all these tough strong women that have redefined themselves and become like you know just ball busters if you will or like you know people that appreciate things differently or however your strength shows through like that is what's going to create all the beauty in the world moving forward. So it no, sucks amazing. that she has to be tough, but I think she's going to bring amazing things to this world because of it.
1: Yeah. Totally. And as long as you're like encouraging that and, and bringing all of those good intentions out of her, like you're probably right. And it's, it's going to, she's going to do incredible things.
2: Well, yeah, you're offering so. the strength as she is young for her. You're bringing that to the table and kind of modeling that for her. You know, I hope she so. obviously. Okay, I, like don't get me somewhere. wrong.
0: I also scream like a banshee, oh, swear God, in of front course. of my children, cry in front of my children. I'm probably I think all that you are were
2: weird to. if you didn't. That's the yeah, truth. I know. <laughs>
0: My
1: kids have seen it all, but honestly, like I just want to say thank you so much for like talking about it and sharing that because I do think yeah. that is hard for a lot of people, and you speak about it with such love and compassion. So,
2: but and realness message will
1: and and yeah, and like you just said, I scream and it's swear super and real. Feel crazy. Um, but I just think that you know, other people hearing what you have to say probably will benefit them. So thank you yeah. for being willing to talk about it.
2: Well, and also speech offering speech about it. uh yeah sorry i was just going to say and i also love that you um really bring in such a uh, like an advanced and important perspective of it so i i'm so happy to see that yeah <laughs> oh,
1: thank you it's a breath of fresh air yeah so i mean we've talked about so much in our time and i know always, i feel like we, i could
0: keep talking for like three yes, more hours too, yeah we
1: <laughs> we could we absolutely could because we're all just like that and we just are so interested in what you have to say and like what you do totally and you are and like you've gone through so many things just like as a person like you by becoming pregnant you became this like influencer have the status and through that you built like so many amazing relationships both professionally and personally and you run a business and Mm -hmm. your business balances you and Mm -hmm. your husband and your marriage and therefore you like are successful through that like it's, it's so you're kind of an anomaly but I think you're such an inspiration to so many people and then you also have children and you're a mom and on top of it you have a child with a neurodiversity and you manage that and you speak about it so beautifully and passionately and positively. And so, educationally. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all of these things that you do are bringing so much positivity to, like, I would say the world, like
0: society, oh, <laughs> at least. Do you see what um, that so- was? That was a non touching hug. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah, I, was, Lord, I, was
0: that I that just
1: got. Yeah, that's you did. I just got. You did. You got me on that one. um But so, I mean, not to take away from like the great, uh, fun conversation that we've been having, but I do have some questions just about like the ugly side of being an yeah. influencer. And, you know, do you get trolled? Do you get criticized? Mm-hmm. Do you get
0: mm-hmm. harassed? For sure. 100%. Um, Yeah, ironically, people say um, all the time that, you know, my life is an unrealistic, unattainable life, and so it must be fake, Um, which is, I always find interesting, because I feel like I'm pretty transparent, and there's a lot of moving parts to my life, and they're not all moving smoothly, so I don't don't understand how it could be unattainable. But people seem to have some, like, hate on for my white house. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. which
1: makes me laugh That's the weirdest thing
2: ever yeah. people have, have too a, much I, fucking time on their hands for christ's sake
0: i the, you know it's this whole thing like oh like you know influencers with white houses you know they're just full of shit because who can actually have a white house okay i have a white house because white can be bleached so all you people that putting your kids in like pale blue Like, their clothes are going to be messy all the time. My kids wear white all the time. They play in the mud with trucks in their white lacy dresses, and then I throw them in the wash with bleach. My rug is white. I have two dogs and two messy children, and I bleach everything. White is a saving (laughs) grace for that. But also, like, I can get overwhelmed really easily. There's a lot of stuff going on in my life. Um, Just the perfect example for this is, like, I had this patterned geometric rug and it was really colorful. It was like the only colorful thing I had, everything else in the room was really neutral. And I would be working away on my computer and I'd look to the left and my sweet little toddler would be playing with her animals on the patterned rug. And I'd find myself going like, oh, there's stuff everywhere. You need to clean up all your stuff. And like just losing my mind. And it took me a little while to realize that the reason I was losing my mind is because I'm overwhelmed with work. I'm overwhelmed with noise and chaos. And I'd look over at this pattern geometric rug with, like, four toys on it, and my mind would just explode. So I got Mm -hmm. a white rug. I got a white rug, and all of a sudden, when I look over there, all I see are the four little toys. And I'm like, my life is zen. Everything's okay. There are only four toys on that rug over there.
2: Wow. So, like... (laughs) I can relate to that. You need to have a visual. I need to to have a visually decluttered area like workspace desk in my room. I have a bed and a TV like I can't have stuff around me. I hate having like shit and clutter like it freaks me out. I can't sleep. It's so funny because people
0: are like people are like, oh, like your house is not actually lived in. There are no things around. Like you're like, you're making the rest of us feel like crap about ourselves because our houses are messy. The irony is, is that I don't have things around and my house is white because I can't deal.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, you shouldn't feel judged
0: by me. Like maybe you're way more capable than me because I couldn't handle the mess. Like I'm not capable of it. I'm not strong enough to handle all the chaos and mess. So my house is white. And my kids' toys are organized in their little wooden bins because I have issues, because I'm not coping. So it's oh, 100% it's the same way. And it yeah. is
1: ironic. And it's so funny. Like who put that those two things together, white and unattainability? Like what yeah. what? Like and, white and, and is
2: clean, white is decluttering, and I think those people are white just a little calming. jealous that they didn't think of it. Paint your fucking yeah. wall white then. Like, what is the deal? (laughs) Every time I'm pregnant,
0: I paint more things white. And it's because I think I'm pregnant and I'm overwhelmed because the baby's coming. And I'm like, everything needs to be white. But yeah, I get trolled (laughs) by people all the time. They're like, you know, like, you're fake. Your shit is white. You're judging us all. And I'm like, all right. The other one is people are like, stop putting makeup on your children. And I'm like, my kids aren't wearing makeup. Like, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Like I remember are-
0: when I met
1: you and Ella and she, her lips are this perfect, beautiful shade of like pinky red yeah. naturally. And I was like, sure. I did ask you. I actually clearly remember that. Did, you? did she? I'm like, is, she wearing, is she wearing lipstick? You're like, no, I get that yeah. all the time. She's not. That's just her lips. I'm like
0: people get pissed they're like you I'm, I'm put pissed. makeup on your children <laughs> for your own personal gain i'm like first of all my kid literally stole my camera to take a picture of herself and she's not wearing any makeup so like i'm sorry um, so so, I mean, so it seems like you your see trolls are
2: just, like, talking shit over there and not really making a lot of sense, eh?
0: <laughs> I also well, I have... Mean, it's
1: always, like, it's all about, like, you're all jealous. Just sit down. You're unhappy in your own life. Sit
0: down. Like, it's it's, and it's not small about fixes. Me. It's about you. It, well, it's this wall, thing, like, like, I think they feel like I am judging them or the truth is they're judging themselves like they're comparing Mm -hmm. themselves to me and they've somehow put me on a pedestal that I also don't belong on and that whole action is making them look inwards and and feel judged and feel like they hate aspects of their life the irony is is that like as I said a lot of my choices are are coping mechanisms for me I have I am one of the least judgmental people out there. Like, I promise you, like, I am like, you do you, you go for you. I love people for being themselves, for being true to themselves, for being different, different from me and different from each other. Like, those are beautiful things about people. Like, I'm not going to pass judgment on someone. The only time that I have to really step back from someone is if they are a judgmental person. Like that's what makes me feel uncomfortable. That's what makes me feel disconnected. Or if I feel like they're not being themselves or they're not being honest, that makes me feel sort of like unsafe and and not connected. Like I can't ever be true friends with that person. Other than that, I'm never judging anybody. And I, I get a lot of flack for, you know, making people feel uncomfortable.
1: I guess that's like the downfall of being someone in your position, like a public figure, and as we've been calling it, an influencer is that you are constantly being judged though. Like as much as people are loving you and following you and, and kind of buying into whatever you show or talk about, there's that whole entire group that is following you just to judge you. And, oh, I have well, had, had sabotagers.
0: Like people that are actively trying to sabotage my life. My brown partnerships, they will send emails saying, I can't believe you're working with this person. They have, sent like emails to me They've do these impl- people
1: know you or they're just trolled? they get
0: to know me in their own way they yeah. have impersonated family members of mine they have pretended to be estranged family members of mine and harassed me from shocking. fake email accounts in estranged family members names they That's have terrifying um, I've had someone that's just completely trolled all my posts about my nose job saying that like they know you know that they went to high school with me and like it's so obvious about my nose job well the funny thing is is that if they'd actually gone to high school with me they'd know that my nose has not changed at all (laughs) my nose is exactly the same so So someone just validated you having a nose job they, they think so strongly that I have had a nose job that they think that I'm squirming that I feel uncomfortable by them calling me out on my nose job. But the irony is I most certainly have not had a nose job. So I'm like, who is this person? They clearly didn't know me. If you did have a nose job, who the fuck cares? True, true, absolutely. (laughs) But I just find it so funny. Like I have the most crooked nose ever. Like my nose has been broken several times. Like if I had a nose job, that, that surgeon that surgeon needs to not be seeing those
2: jobs anymore.
0: <laughs> For one. It's crazy yeah, that but,
2: and you know being an online figure, being anyone in in the public eye obviously comes with judgments good and bad. So obviously you're up there and people judge you in a good way, judge you in a bad way, but it's it's actually a little humorous and and obviously it's probably scary when they're going so far as to like sabotage you in those ways, but it's a little humorous to, to find and see the things that they will find to to discuss totally. like your white I cannot fathom your fake
0: nose job, right? Of, I can't fathom having like of all things a hundred thousand followers, three hundred thousand followers, two million followers. Like, I can't even imagine the stuff that must be out there and come your way. It's so interesting that people um, can be so
1: like amazed by someone, but then also take so much time and energy to try and destroy a complete stranger. And and like that's what I was saying about being an influencer is that people that are not like myself and Jess and other people, we are in kind of that advantage space where we, it's almost like we've been given this right to comment on you and your life and everything you do, because you've put yourself out there, whether you meant to or not, you just kind of fell into it. But we all of a sudden come from this place of being like, well, I can judge you because you're out here and you're an influencer and you're doing better than me and you have a nicer life than me. And I don't have to know you because, this is part of what it means to be an influencer and it's, I am not agreeing with it and I don't think it's right, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just so, it's just such an interesting like dynamic that we have created with this online world.
0: Yeah. And to forget that people are, are human. And I have a very, I have a very, very thick skin, very thick skin. Like I, it takes a lot to get to me for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and still, like I found myself fretting, like especially going after like brand partnerships. Like I'm not gonna cry if a brand doesn't want to partner with me, but I'm gonna feel really um, violated and upset if people are messaging, you know, corporations or, or bigger brands that I'm working with, um, and like slandering me in in ways that are totally untrue like that that's a very uncomfortable thing for me and also I'm a bit of a fixer so I'm like why are you mad at me like what have I done to you like how can we fix this why like did I upset somebody like how did I set them off and I get very consumed by that like yeah
2: nobody wants to be disliked or be the reason that somebody's mad at you it's confusing and and it doesn't sit right with most people but when it must be very confusing especially when it's a stranger from the internet going so far as to like say these terrible things or act in this terrible way when you don't first of all you don't owe these people anything so you, there's nothing that you could have done to go so far as to offend them personally you know what I mean
1: yeah and it's, as, it's easy for these people to click unfollow
2: but they exactly. don't Isn't a reason
1: and and it's like when they take it to the level of needing to kind of attack your livelihood because obviously yes you have a business and you're a successful individual it seems that anything you do but like being an influencer is supplemental income too and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and I think it really just all stems from being so jealous like people do this stuff because they're like I just want what you have yeah and if I can't have it I'm going to try and stop you from having it
2: I think, Lauren, you hit the the nail on the head there. Literally, it comes down to an unfollow. It's so insane. You're allowed to do whatever the yeah. fuck you want. You can even, you know, if you wanted to put anything up on your page, but nobody is, is forced to follow you, listen to it, read your stuff. And if people are so offended yeah. that they want to go so far as to act on it or... I even find it ridiculous when you follow a celeb and you see people have like hated on that celeb. Like what is wrong with you? They don't care about like your stupid comment. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, just it's really interesting. Why.
0: You're literally on a platform where you can curate exactly what is shoved down your throat every single day. So how can you yeah. get mad at someone for making you feel like shit yeah. when you're the one making yourself feel like shit by looking at it every day? You've you know? chosen
1: to have yeah. them show up in your feed. You've yeah. chosen yeah.
0: to have them in your
1: life because that's really what it is now. Like Instagram is a part of our life. Social media is a part totally. of our life. Like let's not be unrealistic or have any like illusions about that. We live, majority of people live in that world yeah. um, totally. in many, many ways um it shouldn't dictate anything you do in your life and that just goes to these people like why are you letting it upset you why are you letting it have any
0: kind
2: of <laughs> it's impact so weird just don't it's look. so aside. it's so simple just Most don't tries. look it, yeah. uh, <laughs> and i how do you like what the fuck is going on in your day-to-day that you have enough time or energy to give a flying fuck that much And like, I I would see if you were like putting out like racist comments or like, you know. Oh yeah, that's like a
0: whole different ball. I think we have a social responsibility too. Like if you're out there, you definitely have a social responsibility. You have a responsibility to share things that you truly believe in. You have a responsibility to only push people into positive places. And you have a responsibility to freaking learn Teach yourself, be a better person, and and not actively hurt people. I think that's really important, like no matter what. And I cannot mm-hmm. get behind anyone that's actively hurting people, yeah. whether you whether someone can press an unfollow button or not. I don't think that like anyone should be out there trying to trying to be harmful. But that aside, yeah, there's an unfollow button. Press it. Go yeah. to hell.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. So uh, it's just so interesting. Like it is such a, it's still such a untapped kind of world, I think. Like, yes, we all live in it, but there's just so much more to it. And there's such a psychology behind all of it. And obviously, this is a whole other conversation that could go on for another 20 years. A hours, yeah. <laughs> um, But so, I mean, I think... We can probably like wrap it up now because yeah. we have definitely
2: this is a longy <laughs>
1: so much yeah. and it's been so great. But we do want to ask you a few like fast fire questions okay, uh, before we close out. So speaking of like people following and unfollowing. Do, since you are in the public eye in a way, and your whole family is, and you're all beautiful people, do you get people sliding in your DMs more from like a, like sexual Um, standpoint? Or yours or your husband's? Because I feel like when individuals are in a relationship, there's some people out there that are like, okay, I clearly know that this person's like married or happily in a relationship. But I'm going to slide into their DMs and try and see if they'll like, I don't know what their goal is to actually hook up with them or not. But so do you get like, do you or Nick get people sliding in your DMs with maybe some uh, R-rated offers?
0: Yeah, so it's interesting because I almost wish that I had more R-rated offers. Um, <laughs> I I definitely get um, something really bizarre that I've laughed about a lot with Nick, which is um, other fathers that will reach out to me very married fathers uh and they they will definitely show up in my DMs that are and it's like not just like hey let's talk about this like i am smart enough to know the difference thank you very much i'm also not cocky enough to think that every father that reaches out to me is you know, has an ulterior motive, but like you can tell the difference. You know, absolutely, yeah. So yeah, I, mean. I get like and like you know, like this one guy from Poland, and I was like, buddy, like you're a married guy from Poland, like what are we gonna do here? Like, what's your plan? Like, I'm not gonna that, that happens not gonna more be often sin. than
2: you think. Like, what are you people thinking when you're? It's doing so that? weird. And so then of course, weird. like
0: yeah, Nick gets people, but Nick gets people because like he his news feed is like 25% really nice bums. <laughs> so he, gets, he gets like, what? and I'm not going to fault him for that. Those bums are nice bums. Like he, you know, I, I don't like censor what Nick looks at. Nick is the most loyal faithful guy ever. So yeah, he gets like, he gets stuff that's like basically like people trying to solicit business. And he and, he, he and I laugh about that. But, yeah, no, like, he, he's never gotten anything more personal than that. Well, I guess that's Aww. not bad then.
1: But, I, I mean, I always find it funny, too, like, because I think we've all had the, like, random person from some country you've never even heard of slide into your DM offering, like, a marriage proposal. But I think, you know, more and more as you get a larger platform, like, people just all of a sudden feel, like, entitled to be – Able to contact you or your significant other. Yeah, I'll get like random, like, like, very beautiful
0: woman. I'm like, oh,
1: thank you. Yes, I am. Thank you. Block. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Block. Yeah. We get those on our like perspective account and same like delete block also. But I, yeah, I just always find it curious if people are like, see you and then be like, oh, and your husband's super hot. I think I'll see if he wants to hook up. Like, what? What went yeah. through your mind
2: just there? Yeah. Um, Especially the ones from abroad. I got one from India today. <laughs> like, what are you, what the fuck?
0: What is it like What
2: are we going to uh, do I I here? Know, I know what I wanna you want to do. I want to know the girl that has said, yes, yes, let's, let's. Like, has yeah. it ever, ever worked for you? <laughs> yes, let's. Are you thinking it <laughs> might one day result in a yes, let's or what? Like, try, try, try again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if at first you do not succeed, try, try again. And, he, you
2: know, and these people are people because I only follow on my personal friends. So, like, ew. Anyways, fuck. yeah. I'm <laughs> fucked.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So, another question is. Is there, like, a secret, um, like, influencer hideout? Like, do you guys all, like, get together and just be, I don't know, influencers to each other? Oh, my God.
0: That's such a funny question. Um, so, yeah, no, there are definite, like, get-togethers. Um, but, l- like I said, the, I, like, they're real friendships that have forged. So um, it's not as, sh- as shallow <laughs> as it sounds. It's not like, hi you have brand partnerships and so do I. So let's go and talk about that somewhere over. Yeah. martinis. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> let's go talk about how cool yeah. we are. It's uh no, I have like really good friends that also do the same thing. Um, I have really good friends that are a lot more successful than me at doing the same thing. Um, and I just, I genuinely love them as people and they are, yeah. um, brilliant. And we kind of share a mind in a lot of ways. That's how we both, landed doing this thing and so we yeah we'll get together in groups for sure but then there's also like there's like sh- shady virtual influencer hangouts as well
1: yeah what? give us
0: the dirt yeah, um yeah or are like apps and stuff that uh that people hang out on and they like share when they've posted and they all go and comment on each other's posts and stuff and that happens i don't uh, i don't live in those or- but
2: yeah look at to, all the stuff we're learning engagement. today <laughs> Ooh. yeah well thank you so much i mean um we've learned so so much from you today and it's been amazing having you on and obviously as lauren said we would like to do this for many more ever. hours ever um but uh yeah no we super appreciate everything that we've come on so why don't you plug in um where people can find you yeah,
0: for sure, um, so I'm Happy 4 on Instagram, um, and my work is the ROM project, R-A-U-M, um, and that Instagram account hasn't been updated in like two years, because I have no balance, so. <laughs> 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 and
1: quickly tell us your three top influencers that you follow, that you believe in and love and get uh, quality content from and
0: get influenced by oh my gosh that is such a hard question because I feel like for me it changes day to day based on like what I'm really needing so what um, are you loving right now so I love um my friend Lily Lily Young, um, and I love um, I mean everybody knows birds papaya yes she's always yeah. great. um so I almost don't want to say that because she she good um (laughs) but but she is like that's life-giving um oh my gosh I don't even know Diala, uh beautiful person she uh cooks and she's incredible okay yeah I don't know I could share like a million people right now
1: well, thank you so much, Em, for doing this today and sharing everything. I mean, you so much.
3: really
1: gave so much insight, and I think people will really take oh, a I lot from this not. episode. So hopefully we'll have you back on. Anytime. And- I have a very
0: busy schedule Stay safe. of um, staying inside. I have a very busy schedule of staying the fuck <laughs> home right now. So, it's so weird. Yeah. So do we. So, so weird. weird. <laughs> Let's do this again. So weird. We're... we're
1: We're all so busy doing nothing right now. But no, you clearly are not doing nothing. And uh, thank you for giving us a little insight into your Your life. Thanks, Babe. Thank you. you Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.